Zone 3 Podcast. I am Robert. Yes, and I am Reggie. And today we're joined by Brad Tomlinson. Hi, Brad. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. I Straight appreciate it. Straight from GE. Yeah, right? we're kind of lucky because you're yeah a GE guy. Um, we're here to talk about GE stuff, specifically AI, um, but other stuff too. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you for joining us. We've been a, you've been on a radar for a bit. Yeah. It's nice to yeah. Have you in. No, you know it's it's you're a local that, guy. Yeah, we finally had this opportunity, right? Right. It's, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Um, right. Jonathan turned me on to you guys probably over a year ago. Jonathan turns me on too. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know that that beard man. <laughs> you don't have a little beard right. envy, you know. What a great guy. Right? <laughs> well, introduce yourself. Uh, you know, kids, these sort of things. Yeah, let's get it all out in the sure, air. Sure. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, air coil. Air. So air. I I grew up in uh, Midwest and specifically. Uh, Indiana mostly. Okay. I moved around a little bit, but a lot of Indiana. And then um, I started doing uh, grad tech school um, in Michigan, actually. So there was a program, and I don't know, are we allowed to say hospital names on here? Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. So yeah. Henry Ford Hospital. And it's it's funny oh, it's that, huge, and right? I'll, I'll tell you what's really funny about this because it involves one of your coworkers, actually. <laughs> um, and, and I didn't realize it at the time. It took me like multiple conversations to get there right uh but so i i went through red tech school there i did a two-year program um got my rtr and before i was even out of school they actually offered me a job in mr one of your co-workers ed oh yeah I was I think it was a, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he actually was the guy that hired me into the mr department there oh interesting yeah um so i did my first little stint as mr tech trauma one you know it was pretty it, you know you saw a lot of stuff right but right. it was a different world back then too i feel like as far as imaging went you know right like, things have changed a lot like the hospital and fire of it just i think the focus on like how serious the environment is too right I right like th there were rules i think like specifically set up because i stuff that me and a couple buddies did like as far as like pranks <laughs> and stuff like that like it, it was right. you want to give examples or you know I, I can give you one man. We, we may you may have to edit out some of that i don't know but um so um we were well, this is my second year in school and mm -hmm. we had the, the brand new students like first day of school and you know we taped up some boxes and we put radiation stickers on them right and um, i like it already oh, we, <laughs> we filled them with books and we put them in a closet and we're like oh and i, I won't get i won't name these two women but they, they were nice ladies and what does it rhyme young. with um I, I probably shouldn't go there okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so you know we um we're like, hey, it's it's time to move the KV. We got to go dispose of the KV, guys. Um, and obviously, you know, as we know, KVs kill all. Right. So it's you know, abstract thing doesn't exist. Right. Um, but they think there's boxes full of radiation, basically, that we have to move. And so we we go over to IR and we suit them up in full lead, man, the thyroid shield, everything, gloves. You know, got the goggles on. Like now, you guys, I know you haven't learned this yet, but this is how radiation works is, you know, if you're close to it, you got to have lead on. But we're going to stay six feet away or more. And so we don't need to wear the lead, but we're going to show you where to go. So make sure you stay six feet away from us. And if anyone else comes near you, you let them know, KV coming through. And some of them may not react right away. And so you need to be loud and forceful Very with this. assertive, yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, you know, the best part oh, about any prank is you just got to be... You're firing off and right. the faster you talk and the more you get the moment, the less they actually think about how absurd the stuff you're telling them is, right? right. And so we get them in this room. It's like, okay, now stay away from us. And now remember, if anyone comes near you at all, KV coming through. You got to say it really loud. Make sure they understand. <laughs> stay away. And so, you know, the, the boxes aren't light. They're they're filled with books, right? Right. Now, why, why do you think radiation waste would be like 
heavy. I don't know. But it's okay. <laughs> so we walked him through basically every radiology department um, at trying to find where the disposal area was relocated to. They moved it on us, girls. I, I am so sorry, but you moved it. And so, yeah, we and they're yelling at the text. KV coming through, KV coming through, KV, got to keep six feet apart. We took them on the stairs instead of the elevators. They probably hated us for that because they were like sweating and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we come around the final corner to our director's office and she's got a camera. She's waiting and ready. She knew what was going down. Right. Just taking pictures of these <laughs> poor girls. <laughs> you know, and they they just... Right. We were on the SL for a while after that. <laughs> it was worth it. That's how you welcome someone into the family, That's right? right. Yeah. There was just a lot more like hazing and fun stuff. Right. You, know, like, you only make fun of the people you like. That's right. And you in, in return, give it back, right? Right. Did they ever give it back? Not... Uh, they never really got me back. I mean... We did a few more things that were just kind of, you know, fun things like the fake scripts and stuff like oh, that, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a couple good ones that, you know, you, you write a fake chest x-ray form out and you mark hard of hearing on there, right? <laughs> And that, and that way they, they walk into the um they walk into the I have not done this when I like it. Oh, yeah. So, so they walk into the dressing room, they're just oh, yelling good. at the top of their lungs for you know it's not like Seymour butts or anything like that, right. but you know, it, it's that it's in that vein of things. Amanda know? hug and kiss. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, well, how long were you there for? Did they hire you right away? Yeah, so um, they hired me before I even graduated, actually. Oh, awesome. Um so I had a job offer as soon as I graduated, it was like boom, you know, you're you're in, you can UMR basically. Um, they were so short on people too. So it was really lucrative time to, to be an MR. You know, I always felt like MR was top of the food chain. So right. that's where I wanted to go anyway. But um, yeah, it was, it was cool to get that offer like before I even um, got done with x-ray school, right? right. Yeah. So I, I've actually never shot a ray as a registered tech. I'm still registered tech funny. today, but right. I've, I've never shot a ray uh, once I've been registered because they offered me that job in MR right out the bat. So nice. Yeah. Um, and I was there for, you know, about two or three years, I want to say. And then... Well, MRI, you've been in it long enough that you've probably seen quite a bit of change. What's been some of the most exciting stuff? Um, some of the most surprising stuff? You Did know, you ever have to manually tune frequencies no, no, or nothing no. like so, that? Right? Yeah, it was just a little before my time, right? Okay. Like, that was like 5X. Uh, I started on a 9X system. Oh, okay. So, um, that was my first system was a longboard, 55 centimeter. Right. Um, opening, right? An eight foot long magnet. Right. Um, it was a, you know, big old salt block S3 magnet. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was 9X, so it had the green background. And, oh, you know, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a little brutally that, slow. Was it the joystick? No, no, no. Okay. So it was it was, it was was mouse-driven. Okay. You know, it was like the revolution <laughs> of the time, man. You know? <laughs> I didn't know there um, was a joystick. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, so, I, so I, I didn't ever have to do the tuning or anything like that. But there was, there was a lot of, like... You know, more creative stuff you could do at the time. Like, you know, you used to be able to lie to the system about what coil you had plugged in. It's like, oh, oh yeah, let me get around that bias fault. I know what to do. I'll just plug this in and yeah, I'll make it work. Don't worry. Right. Yeah, there, there, were there were like a lot of tricks that you could do. Yeah. Right? Um, that's cool. But yeah, that, that's. And then we had um, we had a uh, system that eventually ended up being upgraded like 16. And then we had 3T. Um, oh, yeah. A long bore 3T, actually, believe it or not. One of the few that existed. Right. Uh, so those were my first three systems that I worked on, really. So you kind of you've seen it evolve quite a bit because now you're working with AI, and that's actually what we're here to discuss today. But before we get into that, I'm curious what how you got from Michigan to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. So I um, 
you know, I didn't, you know, I, and I nothing against Henry Ford as an organization or whatever. I just, I didn't feel like it was very merit-based there. Um, and I, I've always been a pretty driven person. Like, hey, you know, like, I'm working hard. I'm putting in these extra hours. I'm doing things that, you know, the senior people aren't even doing. And right. hey, you're not giving me any love for this, basically. Right. Um, and, you know, so I just, you know, I, I kind of sometimes you, you just realize, hey, this isn't going to be where I want to be long term. You've kind of outgrown them. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I started looking for other opportunities, basically. And um, yeah. my family at the time, most of them lived in Indiana. So I, I moved back to Indiana, got a job as lead tech there, basically, mm-hmm. um, and did that for a few years. And then, you know, I was looking for more of a challenge again. Um, and we bought a new system from GE. And yeah. the absolute was like, hey, you. You'd probably be really good at this. You ever thought about doing apps? It's like, no, but tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, because it, it, yeah. it was just at the right time in my life where I was looking for, you know, the next challenge. Yeah. Right? I, I didn't feel like I was definitely going down a management path. And right. um, I was just too young for that. I was really idealistic, really young. I remember telling a story like, you know, like this is when I knew, um, you know, I had uh uh, two texts and one of them was like, hey, you know, I put the schedule out quarterly, which I thought was awesome. You know, I was like, hey, you get to, you get to see what's going on a whole quarter in advance. Right. And she calls me up. She's like, hey, you know, why does uh, why does so-and-so get uh, the four-day weekend? I only get three-day weekend. Of course, yeah, all she had to do was go the next month and she had the four-day weekend. Uh, and, you know, the other girl had the three-day weekend. Right. But, you know, she saw it right away. She just called me up to complain about it and I just, because I like her better. Like, okay, well, that's probably, probably a sign that, you know, management isn't for me at this point in time. You know, I was still in my late 20s at the time. I was pretty, right. you know, fired up about stuff. And, like, yeah, it's not, not for me. You know, it's like. I think some people are built for it. I am not. I don't feel like. But Reggie's in management. And actually, Katie's been um, in the past. And I think that they had definitely have the personalities for it. They have the patience and the. You know, and I think that's the, that's the thing. Like, you know, and some people even at a young age. I Definitely not me. I was. You know, big time firebrand, just, you know, yeah. run at things headlong, bull in China shop when I was young, especially, you <laughs> right. know, like I didn't learn that take a breath patience um, probably until I really started spending more time within GE, right? Oh, nice. Um, you know, that, that corporate culture and just people that, you know, really, you know, everything's got a process and a workflow. And I always tell the newbies like, hey, you can't swim upstream. Just don't bother. You know, it's, it's like so much extra effort. There's a workflow. There's a process. There's a reason for it. Just do the stupid process. Right. Even if you don't like it, you can always give feedback on improvement. Right. But you kind of got to go with the flow. And then you can talk about how the flow might change after that. <laughs> right. and, and believe it or not, that really changes how like you, you gain that perspective, right, of like, Hey, I'm, I can take a breath and, you know, I can look at things from a different way than what I was looking at them before. And so it's a lot easier for me now to have, you know, right. a management type role. Right. That mindset. Uh, right? Yeah. It, yeah. And I definitely didn't have it then. It right. wasn't for me then. So looking back, any regrets? Are you glad you got into applications? I mean, it's a lot of travel. It is, you know, and I, I could tell you some, some, some crazy stuff, uh, from the apps days. Right. Like, right. um, the guy that, that mainly trained me, Olaf, um, he, he does what I do now, basically, out um, in the Cincinnati area. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two of us were, were 
were probably a combo that maybe they shouldn't have put together for me. <laughs> Reggie and I can relate. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah we, we had a ton of fun though. Like, um, you know, and it, it, it worked out well for both of us. You know, we, we learned a lot of great skills and, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily regret the apps end of it. I think it, you know, when I left, it was time to leave for sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can look back and you can always say, Hey, there are things I would done a little bit differently. Um, but in general, I think it was good. Uh, you know, I, at the time too, that I got involved with it, you know, I, I wasn't married, didn't have kids and, you know, definitely apps is either, you know, your, your kids are your empty nester or your, you know, you don't have kids is kind of like, it's really tough. I think to have kids and do apps. Um, oh yeah, for sure. You know, like it, I could pull up my, uh, I don't know. Can I say hotel chain names on the? Oh yeah. Uh, so sure. I can pull up my Marriott app, and uh-huh. you would see that I've spent um, probably almost like four years of my life in a hotel room. Oh, I man. kid you not. Like my my just Marriott alone. I, I'm over wow. thirteen. You're a bond nights. boy. <laughs> oh yeah, bond boy. You're yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I I am. You can't even get the status anymore. I'm lifetime titanium elite with them oh, because wow. I got grandfathered in wow. for so many years of being top tier, oh, and that's man. just like. You know, living your whole life on the road, basically. Right? I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah, fire away. Because Katie made us feel kind of bad for not doing this. So when you would get into a hotel, would mm-hmm. you just start putting all your clothes in the dresser drawers and hanging things up? No. <laughs> Who are these psychos, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do like to hang up. Like, I don't feel like a closet's going to be dirty. Right. Hangers aren't going to be dirty. Like, I, I will hang my clothes up for sure if I'm going right. to stay more than one night, right? Right. Um, and plus, you know, like, if you're traveling for work, you've got a suit. You've got oh, dress yeah, shirts, things like that. If you don't hang those, and, you know, or steam them, or iron them, or something, you're gonna be you just know, like Captain a bum when you get there. Yeah, the next yeah. Day, you know? <laughs> yeah so, right. you, that's one of the first things. Yeah, no one's do. gonna take you serious with wrinkles. <laughs> but, you know, until they hear you talk, and hopefully, if you know a thing or two, they'll forgive the. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was the a late appearance, night. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, I, I the plane got in it, but we can all agree <laughs> you don't use the dresser. Nobody does that. That's weird. Um, you know, again, it depends on how long I'm staying. If I'm going to be somewhere oh. for a couple weeks and it's clean, then I'll then I'll use the dresser. Or you can clean it. You could. Mm, and, you know, that sounds a little personal I, there, well, Katie. Huh? Things have changed, though, right? Like, you know, <laughs> post COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, sure. I like people. There's a lot more focus on that than than pre COVID. Like, That's I true. would always check the room for cleanliness, and you know, sometimes I would. You know, the more you travel, the more high maintenance you become about this stuff. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And the more you get used to, like, you know, it used to be when you got the sweet upgrade, it's like, oh, man, that's cool. It's so cool. Like, I can't believe I got this upgrade. Right. And then you get so used to getting upgraded. It's the time you don't. Then you're like, mm. what the heck, man? <laughs> they didn't upgrade me. Are you? Do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> right. They didn't upgrade me. It's like. You know, it's you literally get spoiled. You know, it's right. like you can Google this concept. It's called hedonistic adaptation. Like you get used to these these uh, nice luxuries in life, right? And when they don't happen, then you're you know that's become the norm, right? Right. You're getting upgraded first class in your flight. That's the norm, right? And then it's like you I get on know. and you didn't catch the upgrade, and you're sitting there back in coach. And you're like, man, this. Well, you think you're better but, than me? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but you know the reality is you come back and it's like okay, yeah, I need a reality check here. Like, All right. it's not the norm. You right. know, it's like this is the norm, and that's the exception. And it's really hard to reset your mindset though after you've done that for so many years right oh, for sure for it's, sure man. but four years is a long time i can imagine and that's a cumulative like it's legit well yeah that that's that's literally just like nights that i've stayed in a hotel i have like something like 17 years elite wow. so i've had elite status for 17 years with them over like the course of my 
travels basically. So you got married, obviously, yes. and then you have kids, kids, just plural, one. singular. Just one, okay, yeah. I've got a, a five-year-old son. Um, it's now look into the camera and say, "I told you so," because you told him you're going to be on YouTube, and he didn't believe you. Oh yes, yes, Drew, I told you so, little man. <laughs> Daddy's on YouTube. See. <laughs> uh, well, how do you like it here in Arizona? I like it a lot. Um, so I actually end up out here from work, right? So uh, I was reasonably decent at apps, and uh, I was one of the few people that sort of knew cardiac, knew some of the more advanced stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and there was an opening out west, and so they they basically said, "Hey, you know, do you want to come? We'll pay you more. <laughs> you can live anywhere on West Coast you want." And I end up picking Arizona, Phoenix. Right. Um, you know, just primarily, you know, if you look at cost of living, I really love hiking. Um, so it had a lot of opportunity to get out and hike and do stuff outside, you know, obviously during the summer that kind of blows, but, um, right. you, know, you can drive, you know, three, four hours from Phoenix and you have like everything you could want to have possibly right. like, in that drive, right? That beach and you got skiing, right? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really easy to, to travel from too, which is super right. key if you're doing apps, right? You want a place that oh, is, sure. Hey, the airport's easy. I can get a nonstop to almost anywhere because connections are just, you know, that you're going to. Who knows, especially today's world, I feel oh, like it's gotten man. even worse, right? Right. But um, that was always one of the big things. You want to get as many nonstops as you can because it makes your life so much better. Right. Uh, when you're traveling that much. My guy. <laughs> With you on that. <laughs> nonstops. Well, you know. It's it, worth it's 50, it's whatever. Totally it. yeah. Yeah. Every time. Let's dive into the topic. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. You know, you guys can be going on things like. Um, but when you think of artificial intelligence, you think of things like Tesla or whatever. Well, even you certainly before, don't think. Or, I feel like before we even get into like the artificial intelligence aspect, I feel like you guys have a whole like air suite, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's. And I think GE just lucked into it, honestly. Like, I, I don't think anyone actually planned on the convenience of the naming. Right. You know, and like, I, there was this logic, like, well, AIR, surely it's an acronym that stands for something like AI Recon or something <laughs> like that. No, 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 no. It's just the word AIR. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so there was no like marketing person that saw into the future and knew that, uh, <laughs> you know, we were going to come out with this awesome AI Recon. It, oh, no, right. it's just AIR. Oh, oh I never put the two like, and two together oh, all yeah. this time. Yeah. So there was nothing to put AI, in. Yeah, the, exactly. Recon, yeah. AI recon. So there was, yeah, there was, there was, there was nothing like that. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. Um, By accident. Yeah. It was, it was, they literally grabbed the coils. It's like, oh, these are like light as air. Let's call them air coils. <laughs> and, and that's. Whoever came up with all that definitely needs a raise. Well, you know. It was it, all accident. It, well, dumb luck. Yeah. Dumb luck. Dumb luck, I man. can't believe that. It's one of those where sometimes it's better to be lucky. <laughs> than good. Than good. Right. Or maybe both, right? <laughs> sometimes, you know, you're. You're doing good and you're lucky. That's about the best confluence of things you can have happen. Right. So, yeah, no, we can, uh, if you want to talk air coils first, I brought them. Uh, right. So you guys can check them out. Um, and I think that's probably the best thing to do is just put them in tech hands. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to. <clears throat> What's some of the I feedback the you're getting from techs, from radiologists about this? So the feedback in general has been really, really good. Uh, I think people have really liked air coils. Um, Lean back. Let me tuck you in. Okay. I'll be the patient. <laughs> so that's three channel air AA, right? Oh, nice. Yeah. I can't even feel the elements. Are there actual elements? There, in there are actual elements in there. Even though it's a demo, it does have um, it's it's this proprietary uh, conductor called an Inca Loop, and it has a microized micro um, like electronics basically attached to each of the loops. So it's super oh. small. And if you actually feel in there, you'll feel these tiny little boxes oh, in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. 
Um, but they're, you know, night and day from other coil technology that we had previously, right? Never felt So this is something you would before. use for like maybe abdomen, maybe a long bone. You could wrap it up completely. And the answer is yes. Yeah. It, like anything you can think of as a tech, that's what's so cool that about beauty. it, is you can basically use it, right? Um, there's almost no limit. There's almost no limitation on what you can do. So here's 20 channel medium. Be right? Now, is there benefits to wrapping? Uh, I mean, coverage, obviously, right? right? The closer you get your coil to your anatomy, the better, right? Now you can totally, you could go taco, you can go burrito, right. whatever, whatever food group you want to go, and it's going to work pretty well. Um, as long as you're close to the anatomy, that's the super key about it, right? The nice thing about these, um, I think the big thing that in my mind as a technologist and being mm -hmm. an MR geek and it's like, hey, what's super cool about them? The patient comfort aspect, yes, awesome, of course. But they're, you know, they don't decouple like standard oh, coils decouple, which yeah. is what's what's so key, right? Typically, you know, you couldn't, you the elements can only be so close, so close. before you started losing that big signal, yeah. right? But the, the ink conductor and the air coil, which is the, the, what the loops are made out of now instead of copper, right? You can actually overlap them by about 50% until you start to see any hit. And so- Oh, that, they probably don't warm up at all either then, huh? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't if think the, the heating is any different okay. than okay. Um, a standard coil. I've not really heard one way or the other. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it's not something I've really looked into, honestly. Like, and I'm sure if it did heat up, you would have to. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I mean, obviously, if they're FDA approved, right. uh, they've been it's sort of fine, put right? through the paces, right? right. Um, yeah, you're not going to get them approved I, if they're heating up uh, too I think much. At our facility, we're at like what 26 now. What do we have? Uh, 29, actually. We just upgraded. 750Ws on 29. Yeah. Okay. So, what is? Is there any limitations as far as what you can use, what platform? Yeah. So the big thing is just channel count, right? Mm -hmm. um, because the air coils are so high channel. Um, you basically need a system that can handle the higher channel count. Um, so like 750W is going to be limited at 32. And so oh, they're yeah. not air coil compatible, right? You got to get to about that 48 range 48. where you can be able to, uh, you know, utilize an air coil. Because if you think about it, like if I have a 30 channel air AA on top and I've got it's like, fine, you take a premier right? example, right? Where I've got a 60 channel air coil in the, in my posterior element that's embedded in the table. Oh yeah. And I, pair those up with let's say a 48 channel head coil right okay now i can put like 90 100 channels in one field of view so you have to have a, a system with the the capabilities to digitize all of those channels at the same time right that, yeah and that's that's the limitation really right mm -hmm. so um any of the sort of newer premium line of systems uh is going to be able to do air coils um you start looking at like the previous generation 450w 750w now Right. Yeah, you got to go to artist or architect, or Premier, Premier. Uh, Voyager, Hero, Pioneer, any of those systems. Nice. I'm going to do an air coil for you. So I feel like this is just in time too, because I and I don't know. This could just be my experience with it, but I feel like whole body is kind of making another big push in the field. And I mean, right now when you're literally putting coils, when you're doing a whole body patient, I mean, it's it, you're dealing with heavy coils, and you know you're going all the way down, yeah. right, with everything. So. Being able to do something light that's almost like a blanket. Oh, yeah. Well, and what's cool is so we just rolled this out, and you know we haven't even talked to you guys. Oh yeah. About this yet, but uh, we just rolled this out for Petamar, right? Oh, nice. um, so now Petamar can get air coils. What? Um, so just imagine having two of those thirty channel air AAs, and then you know think about the coverage. And the cool thing is it attenuates less too, so you actually get 
better pet images on top oh. of better MR images. Oh, nice. It's like win-win, right? Right. Um, yeah, it, it's super cool technology. I mean, it's a big win for the patients and the techs too. If you think about just repetition, like I honestly have a bad left shoulder probably from lifting patients and coils, right. you know, for years, right? Um, you know, now you have something lightweight that's easy to position and it's well, a no-brainer to position yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. because it doesn't decouple. So you can literally like, you know, you, you, yes. see, you used to see where, you know, people have stuff at an angle and be like, no, don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. You know, and it it's, yeah, you'd have, you had a lot of specific rules and like, you know, you think about the old flex coils is like, you know, um, all that old coil technology. So oh, you got to wrap it color to color. There's real specific ways to set it up. Right. And if you don't set it up that way, you literally will have a signal void. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I have to overlap by six or nine centimeters or whatever, sure. or there's a signal void and these don't have to play by those rules. So yeah. as a tech, you know, it's like I walk in, I literally put the coil of the patient, hit my landmark button on the table and I send them in. But it really helps with being creative too, with patients that just don't yeah. fit in traditional coils, whether they're clotic or, you know, uh, got in pain and things like that. And you just can't do them like you would traditionally do them. Yeah. One of the, one of the last, um, like turnovers I did as an apps person before I moved on to the advanced product specialist role was, um, uh, Premier Evo, right? What we call it oh, Premier yeah. Evo now. It was Premier Lift back then, but basically you take an old 3T magnet and you can turn it into a brand new Premier, right? Oh, nice. Um, they had the 48 channel head and um, they had someone that just did not fit in in the coil with the top on, right? Uh, I think they were in like C collar or something like that. Right. So we literally, you just grab the coil and put it over top with, with the base part of the head coil. Oh, and nice. then you're able to um, utilize them at the same time. Right. And you're able to get really good anterior signal on the person, um, even though you didn't have. Um, I mean, we just ran into that issue this week at work. Always, right? Gosh, I wish I could help you with that, guys. Weeks. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully you can. Hopefully moving forward. You know, with our facility, we're constantly putting in magnets. So. What about like small field of view, high resolution imaging? Like, um, you know, Oh, yeah. So I would say, you know, that's where your recon DL comes into play, right? Um, oh, you know, I know we'll get, get into there, it, yeah. but, um, you know. It, that's the AI in air, right? <laughs> it should, it go, should have been. It should have been. <laughs> okay, you know, that that's like, uh, so I'm just going to diverge for a hot second. Yeah, you know, this is like one sure. of those where it just doesn't dawn on you until like, you know, five seasons in, right? Like, I don't know, are you a Breaking Bad fan? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, so, sure. you know, the lawyer. His right. name was Saul. Saul, yeah. And his last name was Goodman. Okay? Oh, that's funny. And so it didn't dawn on me until like, and it's like one of those where you just want to facepalm because you didn't realize right. Saul Goodman. Hey, it's Saul it's Goodman. Saul Goodman. Uh, I'm still wondering like, where is he going with this? <laughs> you know, it's like something that, you know, should have been like dead on obvious that when right. you say it fast, it's well, like- Well, just this past year is when I learned the actual true definition or the purpose of like breakfast. You're breaking your fast. I've never thought about From it. From sleeping. Oh. Yeah, no, it's a perfect one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Dang. See? So All types you... of tips and tricks this episode. <laughs> you it all. Yeah. It's crazy. Some of the stuff that like, it just like, it should be just Captain Obvious. Right. But, you know, you just, it's like, oh. you're, you're, you know, our, our lives are so fast that it's like, you don't always take the time to think about some of these things. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, you say you're a cardiac guy. How does these air uh, coils work with cardiac imaging? Awesome. Yeah. Actually, um, oh, really? the way they're set up, you can actually get some lower TEs and TRs um, on your, on your Fiestas. Um, than what you could get with like even standard coil technology. And they pair with the posterior array, right? So on the newer systems, there's an embedded posterior array in the table. 
So you could take the, typically I would say based upon patient size, most people are going to be a medium. Toss that medium air right here. Right. Great images. Man. So they, they work really nice for cardiac for sure. Well, because what you see like uh, just with claustrophobic patients, putting a coil on them, sometimes it's heavier than they want it to be. It's got yeah. weight oh, to it. Yeah. And well, so that can add to their anxiety. But this seems like it's almost like a weighted blanket. It can be comforting maybe. Exactly. Less, yeah. And I, I would take it one, one level further and think about peds, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're thinking, you know, one of the toughest cardiacs you can do is like some type of neonatal, you know, basically real young Ooh, infant. Right. You know, and you're going to put a, you know, used to be we always had to build up the coils, right? Right. Yeah. You, you literally had to build up foam spo sponges to keep the coil off the baby. Right. And now you throw an air coil over top and boom. So usually in those scenarios, I'm like, Robert, help. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I come swooping in. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Here to save the day. Uh, well, I love it. And I actually haven't had a chance to personally use it. So I hope our facility one day, maybe one day. And and I feel like I know GE pretty well. So I know if these are out, there's something really nice you guys are working on. That's the next level to this. Well, we'll, we'll see. You know, I, I obviously have some limitations about things I right. can share and ah. talk about, you know. Okay. Maybe, maybe one time we can we can convince leadership to take you guys to the coils plant. Oh, um, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It, you know, sunny, beautiful Ohio. Oh, uh, how long? Is sorry, that Ohio flight? people. I, I spent some time there, but uh, yeah. No. See, I'm down. It's Reggie. You just, I just need to know how long the flight is going to be. <laughs> yeah. So the coils plant for us is out like right by Cleveland. Oh, nice. uh, okay. So that, oh, that'd be great. That's oh. where that's where GE coils are. We're gonna follow up with you on yeah. that. Yeah. No, I mean it'd be we love doing cool, tours man. like that. Yeah. yeah. So that that'd be a that'd be a fun fun that'd one, be right? Great. Yeah. And you, you can sure. get you scheduled for a magnet uh, facility out in Florence, South Carolina. That's a little oh. nicer, you know. Florence is yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, close to Myrtle way. Beach. I don't know. Yeah, you're South Carolina. If it's, it's over there, you're like it's right yeah. on the. It's all in that yeah. strip, right? Yeah, Savannah, Florence, yeah. you know, East Myrtle Beach, all that right. Hilton Head. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's it's all yeah. So you guys might want to take that that trip first, you know, yeah, right? The woods. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It'd be easier to convince him on that one. Oh yeah, I got to go back that way anyway this year. So <laughs> going back, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, just kind of transitioning just from that you mentioned before with small field of view, uh, high resolution re resolution imaging. You have to uh, you know start using or start thinking outside the box, and with that, it's like artificial intelligence, and that's kind of becoming more and more of a thing with image acquisition specifically image reconstruction. Um, I hope you kind of dive into that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, for me, when you're thinking through, you guys sort of got to start where where we were, and right. then you can kind of go to, you know, where we are, right? right? Um, and so I did bring some slides, just to kind of think through some Hold of these on, things together. A little thing to play right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Slide. Do it. slide. This is when you insert it right here, Reggie. <laughs> So I'm totally not a fan of death by PowerPoint, so we'll keep it like as, as little PowerPoint. But we as like possible. visual aids but, too. Yeah, yeah but you we know, also I think, have ADD, so we. I think yeah. to think through it, you know, like it does help to see something. You know, For I'm not. Sure. Uh, you know, there's some people that are just have that that magic with their words where they can talk through anything. Right. It's like oh, you so just get the story. picture right. right. That's probably not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, if we move it along to number two there, um, and we can kind of see. I thoroughly enjoy being like super zen about. Um, like building protocols like it's just a balance to it right right and it's like you just yeah there's a trade-off here you want you want this well you know this has got to go and then you know is your sort of constructing things you had to it was it was it just it was it was artful right but at the same time you know there was always this 
physics or mathematical structure. <laughs> yeah. Right. right? And yeah. You know, I always dug that about the apps gig, right? It's like, you know, you could create something really cool right. and you just understood that there had to be a balance, you know, text, like, oh, I want to go faster. Okay, well, you know, what do you want to trade for that then? Right. Right. We always call it being the MR <clears throat> artist. You know, those people who could really bring out that beautiful image in those type of scenarios that are kind of difficult. For yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Right. And, you know, I always dug that. You know, that was part of the job as right. apps, right? You know, because I did, I did apps for, shoot, I mean, like, probably like almost seven years. And oh, then I did nice. advanced product specialist right. um, for like a year and a half. And then I moved into the role I'm in now. Right. right? Um, so that was always, like, I always thought I'd go technical like hardcore technical with, with right. what I was doing with GE, you know, and it's like, it just didn't end up going that way, partly because I don't want to move to any of the places where you can do the hardcore technical <laughs> stuff. But also, you know, I, it, you just learn about- GE was mostly in Wisconsin. R&D? <clears throat> yeah, so most of that's in Wisconsin. That's accurate. Okay. But there are um, what we call ASL or advanced science labs. Mm -hmm. And there's um, one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast as well, oh, right? Okay. So you could work out of one of the advanced science labs and theories too. But um, again, you know, super cost of living is really high. Right. Um, you know, commute and traffic and all that stuff is. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's. You gotta account <laughs> for all that, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, and it just, yeah, I, I was settled in Phoenix on top of it, so right. it, it's like, eh, you know, I didn't really want to make that change. Right. You know, nothing against that. It just wasn't for me. No, for sure. Uh, anyway, so, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so you know, basically, if you look, hey, look, there's this balance. There's always been this balance we fought, right? You got three basic elements that you have to, at some some level, uh, balance and contend with, right? The you got, game we play in MRI. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, I think anyone who who's spent some time thinking about MR, not just, hey, I want to hit the button and go. Right. You know, is realize that these are three things that you're going to have to deal with, you know? So, you know, we've approached this, and it, this is sort of the, as you see the next part of the slide fill in, you know, a lot of different ways over time um to solve this or change this ratio or, or gain an advantage right oh yeah <clears throat> right and this all makes sense right you okay you get a stronger magnetic field okay go from one five to three t i do have a question about the higher gradient power sure fire away so i don't know gradient power wise like mm -hmm. i feel like is it because i feel like some of the stuff that has higher gradient power maybe we could have done a while ago but it's is our, were we waiting for like a certain software to be able to even utilize that higher gradient power or? Uh, yeah, I would say it depends on, you know, what we're specifically talking about, right? Okay. I mean, in general, the things you can say about higher gradient power, like your <clears throat> echo spacing is going to decrease, right? Giving you a sharper image and allowing you to have more factors you can play with, right? right. If you think about, you know, our receive bandwidth or frequency encoding, you know, if I pack my echoes together tighter and I don't add any echoes and my TR gets shorter. Right. If my TR gets shorter, then I, you know, literally image for less time, right? Right. Um, you know, but obviously the crispness of your image has a lot to do with your, your gradient performance. And most, you know, nowadays, most gradient performance is good. You know, right. it wasn't like, you know, in the early days where they, there were these gradient wars, you know, oh, yeah, right. you know, I've got, you know, uh, you know, 20, 20 one, 100 performance. I'm kicking <laughs> butt, you know, now it's, you know, most most gradient performance is good, but there's, there's right. definitely differences. And it depends on what you're looking to do, too. If you're... You know, high in neuro, high in cardiac. Those type of things are really impacted by your grade performance. You know, but is it software driven? I guess. So, so it's it's both. Okay. Um, there are sort of. I shouldn't even say it's both. That's probably not the best answer. Like, you know, it, it depends on how every vendor does it a little bit differently, right? Mm -hmm. But in, in the end, your grading performance is really going to come down to the T's and TRs you can generate. Right. So, right. any vendor that you ask for should be able to supply you with a data sheet for that 
that particular piece of equipment you're looking at, right? Mm -hmm. And you should be able to look at your TEs and TRs. You know, and the shorter they can get those, the better Man. your gradient system performs, right? Right. So it's not, you know, if, I'm not a car guy, but if you're a car guy, you say, hey, you know, it's, you know, I might have 1,200 horsepower, you know, but this car over here with 800 horsepower might actually smoke me in the quarter mile. Right. Um, you know, so there's other things besides just the raw slew rate. Right. Right. That, that might that might contribute to what you can do performance wise. Right. Okay. So, you know, I would argue that, you know, when you look at the T's and TR's, that's a true measurement of performance. People in their data sheets can, you know, put a spec on their gradient. And, you know, I'm not saying that even we're not guilty of this to some extent, you know, where it's, hey, I, I'm giving you this spec, but the performance is the performance. That's your T's and TR's. You can't right. get around that, you know. One of them will run the quarter mile faster. That's that's just how it is. Right. Um, and that so that's sense. what I would say with gradient performance, right? That and that's what's really going to come down to it. If you think about it, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got, you know, uh, if, uh, I don't know, like 45, 200 gradient and someone else has got, you know, a 36, 150 gradient. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, um, what's your TR on this, right? Right. That, exactly. That's what's going to what determine you your time. That's going to determine how, clo how close you can pack those echoes, how crisp your image is going to be, at least from that hardware perspective of what the gradients can do. Right. Right. Nice. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. You know, in, you know, if you think about it, you know, think about examples of like, you know, next one down is higher element coils and parallel imaging, right? You guys, right. you know, when I say, you know, parallel imaging, what do you guys think of? Yeah, I've been thinking of asset and <coughs> art, yeah, mm -hmm. like, uh, but really it's saving time. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, ooh, I want to turn this on because I need to save some time. Yeah, yeah, right. So there's, you know, this is another trade-off intensive process right. with which we can, you know, change, change these ratios, right? right? You know, I mean, the thing about turning on, you know, any type of, you know, either compressed sense or parallel, parallel imaging is there's a trade-off associated with it. For sure. Right. If you guys think about it and you guys can, I, I'm pretty well versed on all vendor terms. So you're not going right. to offend me if you use a different vendor term for this stuff. Just, just like, so you guys know. What's the like, GE term for this? Yeah. No. <laughs> you can think about it, man. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been around MR and it's like I've used other other systems you know, as right. a tech, right? So, um, but yeah, so there, there's trade-offs, right? If you think about it, I turn on. Now you do get artifact if you go too high with your parallel imaging, right? Sure. Right. Okay. Well, so, but that's one of the trade-offs we're talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in what artifact, right? Like right. you can you can even say, you know, maybe there's a parallel imaging artifact where we have some aliasing problems, right? Like right. you could say that for sure. But let's say that doesn't happen. But still, as I crank my parallel imaging factor up, or I crank, I, or I, you know, just accelerate more. Right. What's what's the most obvious thing that happens? If we're accelerating more. Uh, and we're talking not the acceleration uh, right. artifact. Yeah, right? well, look at this picture, right? There's 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 two things in this picture that that change as I crank oh, my Excel. Your SNR is definitely going to drop. Right. So I take an SNR hit, yeah. and then the other thing that changes is, uh, and the negative aspect. Well, it's going to change your time because your yeah, time is going to definitely right? drastically. Which is drop. great. I, yeah. I get the I get the again we're looking at the ratio. I get the benefit. Right. My time actually gets shorter. It's the trade off. But muscle. unfortunately. <laughs> so my SNR is going to take a big hit too, right? right. As I crank it. For sure. um, and so these are always things we've had to deal with, right? And there's different ways to deal with them. You know, next one's down is imaging filters. You know, you think about like high pass, mm -hmm. low pass filtering, you know, like there's certain things we're going to associate. Hey, this is mostly noise. We're, we're just going to filter that out. Or, you know, how do, how do we address these things? So, you know, smoothing, sharpening type filters too, right? right? You know, we, can we play on our Instagram and make a better image? Maybe. Right. Who knows, right? Let's put filter C on and see what happens. Woo. <laughs> uh, right. um, you know, that, that's, you know, essentially, so there's been a lot of things that have come out 
um, over time, you know, over our careers where we've seen these changes that have given us more tools to address this ratio. Oh, for sure. But I wouldn't say that any of them have just shattered right. the ratio, right? Like you would think, and honestly, I've, I, we, we got this, you know, 32 channel head coil and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to max acceleration out and it's gonna be beautiful and it's just not that easy yeah right? like, no it's definitely not and well especially too depending on and i'm guessing it's not not a ge head coil unfortunately with air coils in it right we talked right. about the conductor size and it actually matters because right if you think about your penetration your penetration is like half of your uh, circumference or whatever yep. right so like oh yeah over yeah as, as, you, as you pack in right? a bunch of small elements you actually lose a ton of penetration in the central part of the head right Right. So that that's yet another, you know, how how am I impacting my SNR there because right. of the coil I'm using and because hey, I think a number of elements is going to be great, but now I'm now I'm taking penetration in. Right. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things when you're thinking about all these things and this is why it is such an art form, you know, is how how can I consider and and Right. use these things to my advantage or deal with the disadvantages that my choices bring, right? For sure. Um you know, going back to just Recon DL and AI, right? Mm -hmm. You know, why I think it's so impactful. And what I would say, and I and I don't have a slide for this, and you know, but you know, if I'm trying to describe this to someone who's not a technologist, that's someone who's not really MR verse, it's like, mm -hmm. look, you know, it shatters this ratio. Right. You know, it, it totally redefines how we think about these yeah, three changes. Changes the paradigm completely, really. Exactly. And, and that that's a perfect phrase for it. Mm -hmm. It changes the paradigm, right? Yep. Um and I, and I think what's so cool about it is you, know, you can literally say three statements, better images, mm -hmm. faster, yeah. no trade-offs. Right. And it's that third part as a tech <laughs> that, that has built things yeah. for so long, right? Really? That yeah. no trade-offs? Huh? Huh? I, I, I've never, right. never in the world of MR do you really get to have yeah. your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah. There's always something right. that it's like, give me back, give me back, right? <laughs> exactly. No free lunch. No yeah, free lunch. Al almost right. always, right? right? If you think about it, yeah, maybe the gradient power thing you can argue, but you know, if you really want to be you know, esoteric and out there, you can say, well, hey, but I actually have to use more cooling and more power so my drain on the environment <laughs> is greater. That's the trade-off. True story, man. That you, I'll take that. You get higher power gradients, you need more power and water. Right. It's just it's how the system works, right? <laughs> You know, and same thing with 3T. I go to, I go to 3T from 1.5. Well, as we know, there's quite a few trade-offs oh, yeah. to, oh, to going sure. to 3T, right? It's right. not just all, oh, double S and R. Yeah. Yeah. Four times the star. Mm, right, double exactly. the metal artifact. You know, <laughs> exactly. there's all kinds of, you know, things you have to think about. Right. So it's not just that simple. And that's why I think Recon DL is so cool. Right. You know, I'll tell you too, like, you're going to catch me. I'm going to do it in this video. I'm going to call it ARDL. Because... Something I speak every day, and unfortunately, we like to acronym everything in the GE world. Oh. Like everything gets an acronym, except for air, apparently. Right? <laughs> um, you know, so I will probably slip up and call it ARDL a few times, but it is Air Recon Deep Learning. Okay. Right. Um, and that's that's ARDL in a nutshell. That's a, that's actually spelled out. Right? <laughs> so, um, okay, now we kind of thought about you know. Hey, here's here's some things that we're thinking about fundamental trade-off. You know, how's it addressing? Mm -hmm. You know, so next I would say let's let's look at just the very, very first part of this um, slide four, right? With the raw data. Um, you know, we got to think about what what we're doing in the past. Most systems um, that don't have recon DL are doing some type of process like this, right? You collect your raw data. And I, you guys have probably seen this this picture of raw oh, data yeah. before, right? 
Ace yeah, so this is like a total MR geek moment for Genesis, you. Yeah. But so I, I used to like I spent a little time like pulling images. Mm -hmm. And we actually had a tool where you could reverse FFT. Oh nice. Yeah. So I can I can oh. look at your image and I can reverse FFT and create this picture out of it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Cool. It, it is super cool, right? And you can see like artifacts, you can see patterns right. in the noise, right? And everything is Is this a free tool? I, I think it's probably GE proprietary is my oh, guess. Okay, I don't know. Okay. You know, like, again, I, I only had access yeah. to tool because of like the role I'm in, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but so, you know, you collect the raw data and this is something you can look at and you you might, interestingly enough, see artifacts and things like that. And it's mm -hmm. kind of cool to, to be able to see what that looks like in the raw data too, right? right. Um, <clears throat> but so if we go to the next part, here's, you know, like, here's what pretty much everyone does today um, that isn't using some type of deep learning uh approach to imagery construction right yeah. so they clip and roll right and if you think about it this is you know you hear people say high pass low pass filters right right the elliptical filter or something like that yeah like that uh, well so basically you know the the thought process here is that the stuff on the edges um it's probably not adding much to the image right right but what do we know about k space and the edges of k space well the i know that um the edges is the resolution, right? Yeah, yeah, man, right. exactly. Right. So yeah, that's exactly right. When you Fermi filter and you you have approaches like this, whether they're raw data or um, you know, as we go to the next one, that's a close one. You I'm know, like imaging filters, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, they they impact your your image quality, right? right? So we want to roll down the high points. We want to sort of you know clip the edges where we think a lot of noise lives and not much signal lives, signal. right? Yeah. Um, and that's what we've done in the past, but you're losing something, right? You can literally see that in that, you know, from the first raw data image to where we filtered it, you've lost something, right? You've lost the corners. You've lost oh, that yeah. data. It's not there anymore. And so then, you know, you go through your, your inverse Fourier and then you come out with an image, right? And then you play MR Instagram and you smooth and you sharpen your image and all that, all that fun <laughs> stuff, Instagram, right? I love that. <laughs> and, you know, well, that's what you come out with. You know, you've got your, your final conventional image there, right? right. Um, and then kind of blow up of it here. You still have some artifacts that are hanging out, right? Um, you know, you could see the Gibbs ringing yeah, or the truncation, yeah. right? Um, and that's, you know, simply because, you know, the reality is we don't have time to, to encode a 1024 frequency steps, right? Like, right. It's, yeah, it's not going to happen. Let's be real. Right. And as you go from, you know, the higher contrast areas to lower contrast areas, if you haven't encoded enough steps, the transition is abrupt and it comes out as a ringing artifact, For right? Sure. Um, you know, one of the, you know, so you could see even, even with, you know, filtering and everything else we're trying to do, and there's a trade-off to filtering, right? We talked about, you know, all that stuff in that initial list, there's almost always trade-offs. So if I'm trying to reduce my my Gibbs ringing, mm -hmm. right, what's the trade-off? Trade-off is going to be, you're going to have to probably lower your resolution. Or is it increase your resolution? That's what it is. It's increased. <laughs> it's a, you know, why? Um... Uh, just because you're, you're, you're pretty much sampling more data points, right? Or... Um, I guess make it longer. Yeah, so you need you need more resolution because as part of reducing the Gibbs ringing, right? If you're having your using mm -hmm. some adaptation filter or something like that, um, some type of Fermi type filter that that is essentially going to average out what, oh, what right. should be truly stretched out, right? They have more data to average. Then it smooths. Yeah. So the the answer to okay, well, when all my image is too smooth, 
but I, I've reduced my ringing. My right. image is too smooth. So what do I have to do then? I have to increase my resolution right. to gain back that resolution. So now I have this big matrix I didn't really need if I just didn't have to do all the other stuff I had to do to okay. get rid of the Gibbs ringing and truncation. Right. And this is happening in your raw, like truncation is happening in the raw data. Yeah. Um, you or know, is it, I'm sorry, during the transformation process. Yeah. So it's induced by Fourier, Fourier. right? Yeah. But in, in theory, it's, you know, it's because you didn't collect enough of those of steps the data, in the yeah. raw data, right? right? And so it's it's a mathematical problem, basically, with Fourier that's inherent. Right. Right. Um, you know, so then, of course. I should have studied before this one, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, well, it, this is funny because, you know, this isn't something I would go into with, like, your average person on this, right? Most right. of the time, it's like, I talk about this, and that's why I said this. Literally, you say, hey, better images, faster no trade-offs. It's like, they're like, cool. Yeah. Right. You know, there's, a few, sign, right? yeah. there's a few people that'll, that'll want to dig into, you know, why. For sure. Um, and that's, you know, that's, I always love that intellectual curiosity about something too. Like, oh, yeah. you know, please ask me why. I, right. You know, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to sort of expand that relationship and get the, get to like really get into the minutia of things and, you know, get excited about what the technology can do yeah. because, you know, there's not too often where we have really game changing technology. You know, I, I brought a slide to talk about, and just because it's one of my things, not not because it's anything that we have to get into, but just uh -huh. novelty versus true innovation, right? There are lots of stuff that's that's a novel out there, right? That you're like, oh, this is cool, and then you actually get into it though, and it's like that's all all you end right. up saying about it is, yeah, this is cool, <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay, you know, <laughs> um, you know, but you get into something like Recondiel, and on the surface you might have that this is cool, but once you start asking why and digging into, it, it's like. This is truly a wow. game changer, right? This right. is this is going to make a big difference in in our everyday life as an MR technologist. Yeah. And I think that's you know th there's a difference. You know, it's like, um, hey, you, you got average phone has eighty apps on it, right? Right. Oh, the average yeah. person uses oh, five easy. on a daily basis. I got so many apps on there I never, so, haven't yeah. used in years. And this is my point, right? Yeah. So that, that's a difference really between that novel and that innovation. Like if For it's sure. truly in innovative. It's going to really impact your daily life, how you do something differently every day. Right. You know, I think, and we can talk about it later on, but, you know, within our business, mm -hmm. it, it actually is, is, can be even more specific than that, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as the, hey, how does it impact certain real specific things? Well, and I think you're in good company because majority of the people who watch our podcast are MRI nerds. And right. we love understanding the whys <laughs> behind this stuff. So. Which which is the whole purpose I brought this. Because right. I, I love talking about it. You know, <laughs> right. I, I'm not, you know, there's no PhD after my name or anything. And if you have a spot where you're going to put that, no PhD. Right there. <laughs> so th there's probably a certain level of this that I can't right. go into, you know. like, right. But... I, I do like, you know, talking about this stuff. And that was part of the reason, you know, I, I got into apps and I got into advanced product specialist role after that was because I was I was always super interested in that. And I love the challenge, right? right? Yeah. 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 And it just, you know, forced me to learn more, forced me to become better. You know, I really right. That's why MR is so cool. You know, right. it's not a one-trick pony. Yeah. Bill yes. Faulkner once said, he told, he said the, the the best saying, and it summed up MRI physics in one sentence pretty much. He's like, the more layers you pull back, it's just like an onion. It's just gonna make you want to cry. Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just gonna make you. Well, it is. It is. You know, it's like you always knew. Like you, you walk in, you'd be doing apps. There'd be someone who just they knew it all. It's like, yeah, you don't know much. 
You know, it's like the, the yeah. person who, who thinks they know it all about MRI is the biggest liar in the yeah, world. That's what you want to stay away from. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the, the, the more you start to see, it's like, holy crap, there's so much I don't know. Right. Yeah, there is just. The one that's asking those questions. Yeah. Right? It gets to the point where I kind of second guess myself, even though if I, I think I know the answer, I'm like, do I really know that? Like, is that really correct? <laughs> I mean, you know? it, it is. That's what that's why MRI is so cool, though, is because there's yeah. so much depth to it, right? right. It's, it's multi-parametric. There's just so many things you can do with it and so many ways you can change it. That's what's exciting about oh, it, in my for opinion. Sure. I mean, it's what, you know, it does that, that and the better pay scale was the reason I got into it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can, do, I can shoot the race or I can make more money and do something that's more exciting to me. <laughs> One thing me and Robert talked about too, kind of on a similar thing, is that it does create a sense of imposter syndrome. Like people just, you know, like you, 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 even though you're kind of comfortable with what you're doing, you're kind of in the back of your head, like, do I really know what I'm doing? Because it's so many layers. To it. There it's is. so complex, but uh, that's, that's why we started the podcast, you know? And I think uh, Reggie has an advantage um, over the majority of tech because oh, he's yeah. actually a protocol development tech. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't do that. And so this is probably right. more his wheelhouse. For sure. And, um, so I have the luxury of sitting with not just the radiologists when we're building protocols or just talking about new techniques, but also physicists as well. So I kind of get to see the big picture of like how everything kind of comes together, like what the rads need and why they need it. And then how we're going to get there. The real with time the application. Yeah. That's, so, that's super cool, right? It is. Like, it's so cool. Man. That's always been one thing, you know, that, that was, that I thought was great is anytime you get to sit with, you know, yeah. someone who's, you know, can, first, can articulate right. very well what they need and why they need it. Um, that that was always super exciting for me. Right. You know, like I, I I always think of cardiac when I think of that because I can think of several good cards or rads that I had the opportunity to sit with, mm-hmm. and you know them talking about the views and what they're looking for and, and things like that. It's just always so enlightening. Right. But even outside of that, in just a radiologist space, when you know MSK or, right. or whatever it is, it's like you you hear them talk about these things they're looking at, and it's like. Oh, so that's why I'm doing that. Like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. right? <laughs> There's light the light bulb, bulb. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and that was always really cool. And that was, right. you know, again, part of the reason why I did what I did for for so many years is that was just exciting. Right. All right. All right. Back to it. I digress. <laughs> um, you wanted to say that at least once. Didn't yeah, you? <laughs> I, I had to get that. Um, uh, just kind of a side note. I'm curious. Do you still scan? So occasionally they'll let me play with the scanner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's nice. one of those things where like I don't want to lose that skill and i also want to be able to speak from experience you know like i I don't want to go and just recite a marketing line to a customer or a powerpoint or something yeah well you know powerpoints are gonna they're gonna be there but being able to say hey look i've actually used this technology and this was my experience with it i think that's super key you know i I, then i'm not someone just reciting some crap someone from marketing told me you know some, authentic emotion behind it too well, right? like this you know, is great the, this is why you can do this you know unfortunately the other thing is there's things that come out that are in that novel category that that aren't in that innovative category and uh, i and i want to be fair and actually say hey look this is it's a nice to have but it's not a need to have like and here's what you would use it for oh, that's nice. yeah. would you would you get the value out of it you right. know like would this be valuable to you and if if not like i totally understand that and like Let's not overpackage that, right? Or right. let's not overdo this. Or, you know, it's just same with air coils. Hey, you know, like tell me about these air coils. Like so many people are, it's new, right? right? Everybody's like, and, mm-hmm. you know, people that, and things that are new always fall into different groups. There's people that are just adopters. Like, man, I got to go get that iPhone as soon as yeah. it comes out, right? Oh, yeah. And then there's people who wait until it, like, hey, let me wait till those bugs are worked out. And, and right. well, and then there's, <laughs> the, there's the last category. It's like, hey, my, my phone still works. Why should I change it? Right. <laughs> 
I might lean that guy. Yeah, maybe that is you. <laughs> so, but what iPhone are you on? iPhone four or something like that? I'm on ten. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's there. He's got the X. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like that. Most people fall in that middle group, right? They, right. they want to just they want to hear from their peers. And they want to hear from someone. You know, while I'm not necessarily a peer because I do work in the sales role now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I've used the air coils and I and I've actually set up patients with them. I scan with them. You know, I can actually give them real world examples of things I've done. Have right? you been scanned? With? I've never actually been scanned with an air coil, okay. believe it or not. I've not, normally I'm on the other end of it where I'm, right. I'm running the scanner, right? <laughs> um, so I try and make excuses um, to scan anytime I get a chance, like at headquarters, yes. Um, but even some customers are cool about it. They're like, you know, we have a good relationship. Yeah. And I, I still like to at least you know, dabble in the technical side of things. And, and that's probably an understatement for how much I, I really enjoy that end of it. Right. And so it's like, you know, I'll come up and like, yeah, let's hang out one evening and we'll, we'll throw a volunteer on and we'll run through some stuff, you know, like, and I've got a few customers that are super cool about that. And like, you know, you don't have to, you know, a lot of times nowadays it's like, you know, you got to register the, the volunteer as a patient oh, you got to yeah. go through all these steps and blah, blah. And yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a lot of, you know, and I get oh, it. Sure. Like I, I totally get it. A lot of it's CYA type stuff. Like, right. You know, so, but you know, I still have some that will let, will literally, literally just let me sit with them and scan. That's just so cool. Right. Try all the new stuff out, see what does, you know. Man. I bet you get to see a lot of cool stuff too. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, that, that. that's, that's part of why I do what I do. Right. right. Is I've, I've always, you know, again, I like pre-market. Sometimes, you know, they, they, they try and keep Are you guys hiring? They, they, try, they try and keep that stuff away from the, the people in the sales role intentionally right. so. So we don't so talk about it talk ahead about of time, it. right? <laughs> yeah. um, because, you know, there's a big thing against no no TID, no technology and development. I'm you can't sorry, talk about something too, until it's, you know, at least 510K pending. And even then you can only make like really limited statements about it. And that's one of the tougher things, right? Because I came from For a sure. different world before where it was clinical apps and it was advanced product specialists. And... You know, that that wasn't, you know, their, their clinical apps, there were still a lot of rules, but APS, like I felt like some of the stuff was, you know, right. it, it was a little bit looser about that. It was it was cowboy now, right? To extent, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was cool though to, to get to try and use all new stuff because you'd work on the pilots, right? right. So um, to me, that was always super cool. It's like, oh yeah, they're going to have a pilot out in your area, so you're going to be part of that. And so, Man. you know, it'd be the first rollout of whatever, you know, new software or a new, new hardware even, you'd get to go and you know, be part of that process, collect images, give feedback. You were the, you were the, the hands on for it, you know, right. and that was, that was always really fun. They want to hear what you thought about yes. it, right? Oh, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Oh. And so, you know, that, that's always super cool. And so I, yeah. I still have a lot of relationships within, you know, those people within headquarters and outside headquarters. So I still hear a lot of the stuff, you know, right. and right. you're still yeah. in the loop. Right? <laughs> I try and be at least, you know, it's like, I, I'll poke around. Because <laughs> I, I really like to know about this stuff. But yeah, you know, you have to be careful about what you say. Oh, for um, sure. Because there's a lot of scrutiny around anything that's a commercial transaction. Well, and then with the whole competition, well, I don't know if it's really a competition, but you know, there's, there, you guys have come out with Air DL, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the vendors have come out with their version of, of stuff. Course. So yeah. it's like you want to make sure that it is market ready before you guys start talking about anything or someone might beat you to the, to the market type of thing, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. I, I mean, I, I, I'll leave those to people that are higher pay grade with me, you know, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that there's always some care around that, but I think there's a lot of just, I'm going to not even on our side, just in, in the market in general, there's a lot of creative marketing Uh, where it's like, like, 
from the marketing aspect, it's like the big reveal, right? And so you kind of lose some of that. Yeah. Well, I think there's, you know, maybe not talking about TID um, is maybe part of that, but really the big thing about the the TID end of it or technology and development, right, is is it's simply just legal compliance, right? Right. So if you haven't submitted something to the FDA, oh, you can't market it. Correct. Check that episode. Yeah. In the description below. <laughs> so yeah. So like that. That's really what it is. It's it's right. not that. It's not like we don't want to tell you about cool stuff that's coming. It's you literally get a sign an NDA. You got to do blah blah. That's it's got to be given by someone who's not on the commercial team. I, I mean, there's all kinds that. of hoopla that like hoops to jump through basically around that right you work for a company like ge then there's always spotlights on you guys too so yeah i mean you gotta you gotta jump through the hoops in the right order right Right. because otherwise you're gonna end up in a spot where you don't want to be in right Um, i totally get that you know so it's it's like i said it's it's nothing like i mean we'd love to tell you about all the cool stuff that that might be coming (laughs) (laughs) you know but that's where you run into trouble right? right it's like well, then what if I tell you, you know, well, Brad said, yeah, and, and then it doesn't show up for three more years or never, show, never makes the product, <laughs> right? you know, and then this was supposed to be on propellers. Yeah. Already. Like, yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, you know, so for, for me on the commercial side, yeah, you got to be real careful. But just I think in general, like the way things are marketed, even after it's hit FDA and all this stuff, like yeah, this is why I want to really use the product is because I look at things that are in the market. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, and um you know i i i don't ever want someone to get that feeling from me from something i've talked up to them like hey you're gonna be super excited about this and then just like over embellishment or oh yeah or or just misleading you know just misleading about like let me name it this and it's not really this you know that type of stuff or like you said over overselling like i don't want to sell someone on the sun moon and stars if it's only going to do one of the three like let's just talk about the one it's going to do and be real about it you know for sure um you know you just it's it's a way to disappoint people right you know you set the expectations up here and it's only going to come in down here let's be real let's it's here right (laughs) you know right uh i like that approach (laughs) yeah smart for sure so recon dl which should come in way up here right it's it's I don't. I don't think Excellent. I've seen anything more impactful in my you know eighteen years, seventeen years. Mostly because it just right? translates to shorter scan times, right? Uh, no, no, definitely that. not. Yeah. yeah, it's because it redefines that ratio, right? Um, and we'll talk about that here and kind of how I'm looking at it, uh, Robert. Because I think that that's what people naturally think about is the speed, yeah, but I, I don't don't think that that's the uh, the way as a as a technologist or as someone who's an MR geek that I would think about it. I guess I'm just looking at it as a numbers game. And so like shorter scan times means more patience, means shorter wait times. Uh, as an administrator. Means like workflow. Yeah, you're thinking operational. Operation. For sure. Yeah. And, and as an operational person, I'm point. probably thinking about that too. Yeah. But if I'm thinking about it more of a tech or rad, I'm not necessarily only thinking about the speed, right? We're still trying to figure out what the trade-off is. Does it take some of the fun <laughs> out of it, though, as far as with all these trade-offs with DL? I mean, it seems yeah, like it's... I don't think so, right? It's it's like, you know, um, to give a car analogy. Or no, how, how about how about a sports analogy? It's all like, right, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, we, we just put your scanner on some serious peds, man. It, those performance enhancing drugs <laughs> and guess what there's no trade-off there's you know there, there's no downside to all those performance enhancers it won't get picked you know? up it's in like, the urine yeah 
no, no, man. <laughs> You're just going to get out there and crush it, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the reality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just hook me up. You know, I'm, I'm going to hit that up every day, all day. That's what they told Barry Bonds and you see what happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the, and that's what's so cool, right? There is no, no trade off to it. And that's right. why in my mind, it's like, you still have a balance of things. You still have to play the sport. It's just now you're, you're, just you're a fucking rock star every time. Effortless every time you step out, <laughs> you're a rock star. You know, but you can still. It's crazy. There's, there's still a way to build and use it. That if you don't know what you're doing, you're still gonna fall flat in your face. It just right. makes it a lot harder to to fall flat in your face, basically, right? For sure. Um, but you now have the freedom to to sort of think about it and, and do it um, how you or your doc or whoever is really in charge wants to do it, right? And I think that leads pretty perfectly into what I want to show next. Um, and I don't know if we want to even... Now, since you're saying true resolution with this too, because this <clears throat> is all happening in case space, right? Like we're not doing it a post filter to get rid of any of the information. So this isn't, this is not a, uh, a raw, uh, not, not a, um, a DICOM process, right? right? So there are out there um, machine learning, deep learning techniques that, that do... DICOM data enhancements, right? This is happening on our source data, right? right? So it, it's not a DICOM data set when we're, we're applying it. Out there, and not to speak to anyone, but this is just my opinion, are a little misleading. Only simply because, I, and I had experience with <clears throat> you guys as DL first, and was expecting the same thing, and it was not even close. It's a little disappointing. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, to, to, to just, again, this is where I'm talking about, hey, this is how we market stuff, right. things like that. And, you know, let's, you know, just trying to be specific about what it does, but it's hard to get that type of conversation sometimes with, with people that aren't that deep technically, right? Right. Um, and, and I think that's one of the, that's why, that's why people get paid a lot of money to do some creative marketing, right? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't know, you know, right. I, that's, that's just sort of where it's at. But, so we could say in like a brief statement, just, you know, uh, you know what this says here, but uh, this isn't where I really want to go with things uh, to answer Robert's question. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the next sort of few slides that I want to show kind of should make us think about like how we can answer your question better and not just that it's a speed technique. Um, so yeah, it, it is deep learning, right? And, and it, it does, you know, use that full data set Right, it's not clipping corners. It's not rolling things down, and that's what's so so freaking cool about it. It's, oh, it's so using the whole data exactly. So they they've actually trained, and I say they, but we whatever you want to say. Right, right. right. We we've trained this neural network, this convolutional neural network, to understand what a truncation artifact looks like and basically remove it. Wow. Uh, and I think that that's one thing I said. We kind of DL side. I think from anything else out in the market, I've never seen anyone else market that aspect of it. Right. right? Um, you know, so it's, I don't know. Anyway, um, and also, look, we look at SNR too, right? And right. these are two big things we attack is that truncation Gibbs right. and that the SNR. And if you change those, and I always use just, just simple numbers to understand, right? If mm -hmm. you think about it, in theory, we can renew, we can actually remove 100%, but it, the system isn't set up to do it, right? It's got, you know, you turn on high, you remove 75% of your noise. Um, so if you had, okay. right, so think about that ratio and think about how much more you can do with your, your your your, uh, your scanner now, right? Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a we, we hooked you up some really good pets, man. man. It's uh, <laughs> you know it, it's off the I off feel the, the muscles charts. growing already. That's right. Uh, so you know, think about it. just use use basic numbers. You know, okay, I got two hundred signal, I got hundred noise. Right. Okay, it's a two to one ratio. Your SNR, 
is literally two to one, right? Right. Okay. Now I still have the same two hundred signals. We haven't changed your signal, right? But I'm going to remove seventy five percent of that noise. So now I have twenty five wow. noise. So now I have almost a ten to one ratio as opposed to the two to one ratio. Right. Now how much more can you do with it, right? Oh man. It's a ton more, right? right. And that's why it's, it's like so winning the lottery almost. You're waking up and you have a million day, dollars man. in your bank account. And you're just like, yeah, it's yeah. just like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so let's look at the, you know, think about it from a protocol end, right? And just kind of. Uh, I, one thing, because I kind of was looking into this, and a lot of the concerns I saw online about it was just like getting rid of that truncation artifact. People are concerned, are you also going to lose diagnostic integrity with like missing pathologies and these sort of things? So I would say the fortunate part is since we're looking at the source data and not on the di DICOM data, I think every place we've seen um, problems with that type of stuff has been DICOM data. So there are uh, AIs out there that work on the DICOM data and they have, I think, had some issues with that. Um, people are confusing the two. Correct. Because of how it's marketed. So we, we've not had any issues uh, reported, to my knowledge, right. where there's been any, you know, um, I loss, guess missing or lost things. If anything, we can actually see more with Recon DL. Right. Um, so it's actually giving the, the radiologist a better look at the anatomy. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we've got, I think, the biggest install base of this. Because it's improved, like, the image quality? Yeah, we're using, so we're using the full set. Of, of the data, right? So right. we're not omitting any data and we're not, um, we're not doing any zero filling, right? Like, right. you know, and, I, and I, I've got a great example for that that I brought for you guys to kind of talk about, you know, hey, how do we, how do we think about zero fill versus a machine learning interpolation, right? Right. Um, which is two totally different worlds, right? Um, but yeah, you know, from, you know, we, we've got like, I think 5 million plus cases run now. Um, with this and growing too, right? Yeah, oh so, yeah, and it, it's, it's just always just going to get better and better yeah. because of that. Well, you know, no. Okay. Um, so it's 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 been taught, right? Okay. We're not necessarily, you know, it's it, a set model. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's not like it's pulling your data that we may or may not have access to pull, and oh, then and feeding that into our into our uh, you know convolutional neural network, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That that would be that would be data. that would be a whole like <laughs> new level of like you know agreement Brother. that we'd have to have <laughs> yeah, with, right. uh, with hospitals and you know imaging companies and things like that. So For sure. no, uh, no, it's, it's it's you know it's been taught on a finite data, data set, but it's it's like over ten thousand images, like a crazy number, right? Right. Um, so it, it's it, it's well versed, right? You nice. have to, to to qualify as something that's deep learning. It's got to have the the multi layered networks, right? That mm -hmm. it's it's been fed in tons and tons of decision making data, like you know. Do you have a picture of the tree itself, or is that proprietary? No, they're not going to give me that. Because it's like stuff, man. it's probably like a crazy spider web. I can oh, I, I can yeah. Because I've seen some like you know deep learning algorithms, yeah. and I'm like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. What it, is this? Yeah, it's like I'm sure it's somewhere next level. At the, they're not going to let me touch that. Are you kidding me? They're like. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> no, it's just they just they push me out there. Go sell it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's awesome. Go sell. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't, don't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna give you all the the rest. The full recipe to bake that. No, right. They no, don't. No. They want to blow our heads up. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it's right. Yeah, it, it's rock solid, right? There's there's been no issues with it, and so you know, obviously that's a huge number plus, like for sure. If you think about it, if anything, like I said, it's it's. We've we've 
pulled radiologists during our, our pilot phase of it. And it's, it's actually where I think nine out of 10 of them basically said, hey, you know, I can actually see more. I feel more accurate with my reads. I feel more confident with my reads. Um, so, you know, it's only shown to actually improve the quality of reads improve the quality of images one thing that it is huge on and i know and this is one of the big sequences i love utilizing it on it are stirs yeah oh my gosh yeah, night and day it's a game changer for yep. stirs well didn't you have a story about how you were helping up tech and you oh yeah so <laughs> when we didn't even have a coil on right yeah so and so parallel imaging kept being turned off and i'm like i don't know why parallel imaging isn't working what's going on it's because we were literally using the inherent body it, you know, coil and could not tell because DL was just knocking out all that signal. Like we really could not even tell that it that yep. the coil was not activated. And usually when the coil's not activated, you can instantly know. It's like yeah. an obvious oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, you normally it's it's like a it's a uh, fuzz on the TV type right. thing. Yeah. So I was yeah. just so impressed by that. I'm like, I, I just had to laugh at myself. I'm like, I would never have thought to check to see if the coil was on by how the images yeah. looked. And they weren't like super spectacular, right? But it definitely didn't look like the coil wasn't on, right? Right. <laughs> so I was like, man. Well, and this is this as, as we get into this protocol space, it's like you know, it's like if you're going for speed or whatever, you know, it's like you can't step on the gas enough sometimes. Like, right. So people are just shy about it. And that was always one of my things. Is that as I mean, on the apps end of it, it's like, wait, what's wrong with one minute sequence? Some people literally like, oh yeah, you know, the sequence that come up is a minute. And here they go. They're they're gonna go ahead and change that next to two or four or something. I'm, I'm kind of like, like that. <laughs> I'm like something can't be right about this. Explain to me why you're changing that. Why well, it's just too short. Think about what you just told me. Think about what you just told me. Did the image look good with, the, with that one minute? Yeah. Why'd you make it two minutes? Why? That's what it's supposed to. It's what it's supposed to be. It's you know? just too short. It's just too short. No, no. There's no such thing. Right. You, you, if the image looks good, it looks good. It doesn't matter really if you're in for 50 that. seconds. And that's where the changing of how you kind of think about everything really comes into play because it is like like we kind of talked about. It changes. The paradigm, well, we just did right? that episode with Rob about yeah. five minute protocols. You right. five minute knees. Yeah, I mean it's real. It is. It, real. And we're not five talking about like. Yeah, and it, you know, it's not the cheat five minutes where I right. I acquire yeah. a 3D image and I'm going to recon it. And, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. I, I'm going to, you know, again, deceptive marketing, right? right. Like, that's out there and it's like, that's not real, you know? Right. Like, I'm sorry that people don't do that in real practice, right. you know? Like, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's think about it in, in the protocol space. You're like, hey, I'm yeah. going to build a protocol, right? And so I, I've got up here a real simple graph, right? You got scan time, you got your resolution or your voxel volume. And somewhere along there, there's this this threshold of, hey, if, if I don't have at least this SNR, my image is just going to look like trash. And it doesn't really matter how long the scans for scan runs for or how what the resolution is. And if you don't have sure. enough SNR to make a good image, it, it it's foolhardy to have any of the other factors where they are, right? Yeah. So you kind of can draw some vector, right? Yeah, you know, you can draw <laughs> some just sort of you know just general lines and say, hey, look, here's our clinical scan time threshold. This is, you know, let's say, hey, you know, five, six minutes. It's about what a patient's going to hold still for at best without just moving all over the place or hitting the ball, right? Um, and then, you know, you, you've got this, you know, other threshold of, hey, you know, my doc, my physicist, whoever, me, <laughs> says the resolution's really got to be this to make it diagnostic, right? right. Um, and so then you've got this little tiny area in here as a protocol technologist, Reggie, this is your life, <laughs> <laughs> to work. 
That's where you have. Yeah. You got to put it in there, Reggie. Yeah. That's your target, man. And you um, got to understand that some people, no matter what, are going to try to change the resolution, things like that. Like, well, you could, you know, get your... Uh, a little heavy, just in case. Get you your know. sister stick. Exactly. <laughs> get away from that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a real small area to work in on, on a, you know, just sort of conventional reconstruction space, right? Right. Um, and again, there's been things that have come out through the years that have, that have changed how we can approach this. But in general... You've got this tight, narrow window you've got to hit to make a good image in an acceptable amount of time. Right. Right. Um, what does Recon DL do? Go ahead. Let's see the magic happen. Oh, yeah. Right. Can we play that back? So now <laughs> Reggie's job just became so much easier. Oh, my God. But also, it became a little bit more complicated in a different and good way. Now you can drive the system how you want for resolution. Right. You can drive it for speed. You can drive it for S and R. Right. Man. Now you have much more power than you had before because now you can adjust your protocols towards your goal. So right? I'm just letting DL take the wheel. But you know, if you but just really. if you just turn it on. You're oh, just going to be true. super SNR rich, right? Right, that's true. And you didn't take advantage of any of the other stuff you can do. Right, because it's not going to change the time. DL's not going to change your scan time. you got to change your protocol parameters, right? It. Yeah. So, you know, if you think about it, let's let's think about speed for just by itself, right? Because mm -hmm. I think initially as a technologist, someone says you can go faster than they think, you know, someone's going to come behind them and slash their, their slots in like half or some crap like that. Right. And, you know, that may or may not happen. That's, you know, that's up to the facility. You know, but what I would say is if we think about speed from, you know, our number one focus is attack, which is patient, right? Mm -hmm. If I if I put you on there and you're uncomfortable and I make you lay there for a half an hour and I scan you, that sucks for you. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Now that half an hour just turned into less than 10 minutes. Doesn't suck quite as bad for you anymore, right? We've had people ask, am I going to have to come back? Because it was so fast. Exactly. <laughs> and this is, you know, so the number one thing being, you know, hey, what does it do for the patient? Right. Like, it's a big win for the patient. Oh, yeah. It really is, you know, being able to run it faster. But being able to make a better image at the same time, now that that is a huge win for both the patient and the referring physician and your radiologist and really for the technologist too, right? Like, <laughs> we all want to be confident in what we're producing, you know, as far as just feeling good about, hey, look. I, I'm making a good image and I have a good product that I'm putting out for the patient and for the docs. Right. I, you know, I think if you're a thoughtful technologist, that's something you care about. Right. And it it really aids in that happening. And which we, is, we preach to that on the podcast, really. I'm sorry. Is that our, our, our biggest job is to make the radiologist's job easy, as easy as yep. possible, right? And there was a comment on our five-minute protocol episode where somebody said, okay, but how does this help the tech? And... <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, we do patient care. <laughs> you get a paycheck still. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it helps the patient. Right. Um, Which makes your job reasons. easier. But like you said, it makes it also makes it more fun and the whole protocol development part of it um, more obtain or more easier. achievable and easier yeah. to manage. Because, you know, you look at some places and they're not going to just go, you know, you can normally go both, right? You can get speed and resolution, but. It, how much you do of one versus how much you do another, that's sort of up to your facility, uh, your yeah. docs, maybe even you to an extent as, as a protocol technologist, right? Right. So if you're thinking about it, it doesn't have to just be one or the other or we're just going to go all all speed, right? You might be able to shorten those protocols by 33% and increase your resolution by 50% or something like that. 
it doesn't have to be, you know, people always just associate with speed. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. You know, you right. can choose now. Again, I'm, we're empowering you as the user to really choose how you want to drive the system. So pretty much what you're saying is we could leave things where they're at, maybe lose an average, make things faster, yep. or we can boost the resolution and make things more high res. I would say do both. Or do, do both. both. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I feel like you guys just shared a moment. Oh, right man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, well, and again, this is why it's so freaking cool, right? Right. And never before in MR would yeah. you really get to say these things, right? Yeah, okay, fast spin echo. That was pretty cool. Right. Oh, right. Face recoil. That was that, probably that was the cool. last big change, right? Yeah. Fast spin, yeah. Yeah, you just think about it, you know, it's, it's, at least in our career, because right. fast spin echo was already around when I when I started scanning. Right. It's like, you know, parallel the, imaging. Yeah, I yeah. mean, even parallel imaging, because it had such a strong trade-off to it. Yeah, you had to be, uh, it, it had was, to be verse. It was great for, like, body imaging. But, oh, yeah, breath. You know, and maybe some areas in brain, right? right? But for the most part, like you couldn't go buck wild with. You couldn't just uh, turn it on and yeah, say, "Hey, this yeah, is great." Right? You know? Exactly. You know, <laughs> in, in, there were. Well, speaking of body imaging, is this like compatible with propeller? Um, yeah, ooh, buddy. So man. thirty release, which is, yeah. um, which is FDA approved. It's out there. It's in pilot phase right now. The full clinical installs probably sometime late March, early April. I don't know that, you know, that they don't give me those <laughs> exact dates until it's like fully baked. But right. yeah, so we can talk about um, 30 and we can talk about, I think we got a slide that I'll, I'll show you. But yeah, it's, oh, yeah. so it's. Because um, there's a lot more that comes with that 30 release, right? Yeah. So I'm excited about that. So it'd be super cool, right? We've got, um, you know, 29, if you've got 29 today. Um, and you have ARDL, you've got it on 2D sequences pretty much across the board. And there's there's a couple little caveats in there, but 2D sequences pretty much across the board. So 30 will bring 3D. Man. It'll bring propeller. Woo. It'll bring 2D flux as well. Woo. Um, DTI. Dixon, right? Um, <laughs> for the flex. So yeah. yeah two point Dixon. <laughs> two point yeah. Dixon. So yeah, that's, that's it's a big deal. It, it is, if you think about it, adding 3D and adding propeller alone, I think, are just huge, yeah. right? Um, you know, you do have a lot of people that move and have, being able to just say, Hey, look, I can go to propeller and I can go to propeller at a real reasonable time and have right. an awesome image quality about it. That's huge. You know, one of the things that messes me up the most is that you don't have to have these huge gradient changes or, you know, switch out a scanner to get access to this. Like, right. You can just do a software upgrade, right? It depends on where you're at, okay. right? Um, I would say for the most part, that's fairly accurate. Right. Um, but, you know, the cool thing is probably like, I don't know, 95% plus of our install base, so, some good number like that right. can access this without having to replace the system. Man. Right? And that's super cool. And I have a slide here, Katie, Let's so we can show it just because Reggie brought it up. I'm sorry. I it should be like number 20. So um, yeah. So you can see that this is, you know, for the most part, I think, our GE fleet. Um, and all these systems can access recon DL. Wow. Right? And so you can even, system as old as 1997. Dang. So if we oh, installed wow. an HDXT that had a CXK4 magnet back in 97, we could actually get it up to um, even a wide board today that could have access to um, recon DL. Right. So it makes it more obtainable for places that have little less uh, or not as deep as pockets. And, Absolutely. And I don't think I've budget. ever worked at a place that didn't have an hd series like there's so many of those scanners out <laughs> right. there and there's yes. mobiles out there that have the hd series too and like so 
mobile's um, a little different ball game. yeah you can't go to wide board on a mobile yet oh, i don't know sorry. if it's coming or not like okay. you know it, it's but you can go to um i'll have to look and see what what we can do on mobiles. i don't right. you know i don't sell too many mobiles in all honesty like um you know, most of the big mobile fighters are in different territories than mine. Uh, they right. might come into my territory. Um, but, um, you know, most of what we're doing is fixed units. And so okay. I don't work too much with, um, like, mobile configurations and stuff like that. So okay. I, I'd have to check. Um, we might On have that, to. Yeah. yeah. No worries. I, I was just – I was talking about AirDL when I was work. I was – pretty much training a, a vet tech on how to do use the MRI scanner and they had a mobile HD series and I was like oh man if y'all y'all might just want to spend that extra money and go ahead and boost this just that oh, yeah. extra level because it's just gonna make your job so much easier and yep. it's good for them because oh, yeah. they don't need to have such intense trade-off knowledge when you're you know yeah yeah, yeah. drop the box save and scan exactly that's what I used to always tell like techs that were just starting like hey look you know we'll teach you all this other stuff if right. you can drop the box, save and scan, <laughs> right. you're useful to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. As mean as that sounds. Like, but it's legit. It's yeah. Right. Like drop the box, save and scan. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's that's what's cool, right? It's like right. the whole portfolio basically can get it. Um, you know, it, there's no real limitation on that, which is I like which what is you, nice. I like I like the very last bullet point on there. Yeah. yeah. What's, next? what's next? Yeah. And I would say, you know, and this, this may come out after SCMR, but mm -hmm. um, for those that, that are attending SCMR, there is a uh, GE symposium, I think on like the 27th at like 7 a.m. or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's deep learning and cardiac imaging. Oh, so nice. go figure. Uh, it's probably worth checking out and tuning into. Right. Um, link, we'll put a link in the description. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely get you a yeah. link or fly or something, something like that. Yeah. To, yeah for sure. Appreciate to, that. To show people. So um, yeah, that'd be super cool. Man, that's awesome. So, uh, so revolution. We'll go back. I'm Continue. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go back and just talk about um, if we go slide eleven, uh, Katie. And so this is like, if you want to think through it and think through, like, hey, you know, like, how might I change a protocol? Mm -hmm. And personally, I would be like way more aggressive than this example. <laughs> but this is a good example, I think, for at least just thinking through it, right? So, you know, like if, if you look here, you have your typical routine protocol, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, so I'm looking at it and you know, a little less res, honestly, in the phase direction that I would like. Um, you know, I, I'm generally for neuro one by one or better fan, right? right. Like just, just personally, but right. you know, okay, like for this example, this works fine, right? It's got, you know, and you can see, okay, like what if we make some changes to it, right? We go to, we go to, you know, a little bit higher bandwidth, it's going to shorten up our time. Yeah. And real quick, when he when he says one by one, he's just one a square matrix is pretty much what he's saying, right? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not like a stickler on the square matrix by any means. I'm mm -hmm. just like, you have to throw out some general rules. Like, you got to draw some lines in the sand somewhere. You can right. always step over them and change them. There's exceptions to the rule, right? But you know, that one tag that's going to go 192 no matter what. Yeah, I, oh, man. <laughs> no <laughs> matter just what. Wrong. Just I wrong. know, right? Um, yeah, okay. We're, we're not running a scanner from, you know, <laughs> the early 2000s, right? Exactly. Uh, well, maybe you are, and that's why you need 192. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, 256, 192, it's my go-to, man. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, please. So, you know, like, okay, so what I'm saying, like, you know, I always, back from my apps days, right? I always tell people, like, hey, you know, you got to think of something to start with, right? So right. two by two for body, one by one oh, for yeah. narrow, half by half for MSK. You know, if you, if you hit those... Right. You'll probably make a good image and nice. your docs probably won't complain. You know, can you adjust it from there? Oh, sure. Why not? You know, you right. don't have to have square matrices by any means. Okay. Um, it does reduce um, truncation type artifacts a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. You'll have a you'll have a prettier picture 
odds are if you're closer to square. Right. But you don't necessarily have to have square. And like, like mathematically, it doesn't always make sense to square, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, because they're, they're trade-offs, you know, phase costs you way more than frequency costs you, plain and simple. So, um, so example here, you know, we're changing our bandwidth, right? We, we save a little bit of scan time and, you know, it's key on here and people don't realize this a lot of times, but echo spacing oh, matters, yeah. right? So packing those echoes tighter is going to create a sharper image for you. Um, yes, the, the TR goes down. So of course you get a faster scan time, right? Um, then you kind of take the next step. Let's, let's look one next step here. Okay. No, oh, cut your necks, right? I gotta go speed right so i'm gonna i'm gonna go to one next and i'm gonna add some some arc right right um now i'm down to 50 seconds good job uh but i've got noise right it's getting noisier and yeah. this is what happens when you when you do these things right for sure um and then you go next and i see well, let's, jump, let's jump the resolution this is in my opinion not a big enough jump in resolution i would have i would have gone to town a little more okay, uh, where would you have gone I, again, I, I'm, I would have probably made sure my phase direction was at least one. Okay. Uh, it, For sure. You know, I, I don't know if the frequency direction needs to go too much more. It can right. possibly, and you probably go up a little more in your bandwidth too, right? Right. Like I would have played it to where I gradient out. So you can actually surf your bandwidths and there'll be one that'll give you your lowest possible echo spacing, right? Oh, right, right, right. Um, and I was, like that. Surf it. I'm going to use that. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> like so, um, yeah, I mean, because there'll be a point of diminishing returns too, right? right? So, like, you'll go, okay, my, my, you see your echo spacing dropping as you're increasing your bandwidth, mm -hmm. and then suddenly it'll just, it won't drop anymore. Right. And then actually, it'll probably start to go the other way at some juncture where it starts to go up. So, For you sure. go to the, the lowest possible bandwidth with the lowest possible echo spacing, you know, mm -hmm. assuming there's no SNR challenges, right? Which, thanks to Recon DL, generally there isn't. Right. Um, so, you can optimize your echo spacing using your received bandwidth. Wow. Right, so I probably would have done more than this, but this is, this is still a good example. Do you know, this, is this 1.5 or 3T? I have no clue. No clue, okay. That's not the point of this anyway, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, even matter. The truth is, you know, it's probably pretty irrelevant, 1.5 to 3T. Right. Um, and I actually think that if anything, you know, there are probably going to be people that argue at this point, but I would say that, you know, Recon DL has closed the gap significantly between 1.5 and 3T. Right. Because now the, the trade-offs you see at 3T are so much they're more in play right right that double signal doesn't mean as much anymore right um it just doesn't you know right. because i have recon dl and i have so much more signal i don't have to think as much about signal concerns as i do all these other trade-offs that come into play with 3t right oh for sure um i mean 3t is still awesome right, right. and you know honestly in, in phoenix where we live it, we're a 3t market right, right. we, we have oh, tons yeah. of 3t's around phoenix oh, yeah. yeah per capita we actually have the most in the nation what really yeah. i didn't know that yeah wow. so we are a 3t market here in phoenix that's funny. <laughs> um that's awesome. but uh yeah i think the gap's been been closed between one five and three t for sure what i what it is like is that like a keeping up with the joneses kind of a thing oh it is yeah yeah just without, a without thing, name right? dropping there's yeah. there's 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 you, been yeah, there's been some, there's been, there's, you know, it used to be where 3T was really a, a big, strong, marketable advantage, right? Where I could go to, you know, neuro-referring, ortho-referring, go, I've got right. a 3T, send to me. Right. You know, and that, that was, you know, was it made a lot of sense, you know, and it, my argument is, you know, of course, you know, because I sell it every time to yell, but, right. um, you know, like, hey, you should be able to go to people now and be like, hey, I have DLAI recon, <laughs> like <laughs> deep learning recon. Send, them, Send in them to me because I can 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't care if you have a three T or a one five, you don't have deal on it. I'll smoke you. Right. I'll smoke you with my one five. Right. You know, it's like, you don't even need the three T anymore. I still got you. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny. Cause Robert keeps forgetting 
uh, you know, we have a younger demographic that watches us. So for those who don't know what keeping up with the Joneses means, it's kind of like keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When my wife watches this, she'll appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm always like, what are you watching? She's like, I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm old <laughs> right there um all right so so back to the point like okay so now i've got increasing my resolution i've gone a little more again and i played my band with more but hey look this is a great example you're 57 seconds and you're you're increased res right mm -hmm. but you're always now i go to my last step and boom i turn on recon dl and now I have a beautiful picture right. Almost at 57 seconds with increased resolution, right? Right. Well, it's funny you say that, okay, because I, I don't want to get too far off on a tangent. But so, you know, obviously I had no input on this. But, you know, when Recon DL was being built, there was the literal ability to do 100% noise removal. And <laughs> so, so we get feedback on this. And it's like, it's almost like it's too good to be true. You know, it's right. like that matrix where they're like, yeah, we had the, the perfect euphorian, um, you know, uh, uh, mind, well, mind control. Right. And guess what? You know, people rejected it because it was too good. Yeah, it's too good. It, it was like, what? Unbelievable. Yeah. And so th there's always been that. I kid you not. There, there's, there's oh, been that. Online dating's been for me. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go there, man. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's but funny. but I kid you not that that's like you know it's even still sometimes when you show someone a high image and they're used to seeing such noisy stuff right it's like they almost can't believe it they're it's like, like why it's, does it look so cartoon too good to be true or why does this look so smooth like Is really she, she said she was five four Robert <laughs> <laughs> she might be four eleven when you walk up to her but she said she was five four. <laughs> so this is not catfishing. This is legit. Yes. Exactly. Well, it, 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 you know, you're so used to things. It takes your eyes a little bit to adjust, you know. It's like. Right. I, it is. No, yeah, you're right. You know, and so th that's, I think, part of it, too. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's super. I mean, look at the zoom up here. You know, it's just across all of them, you know, it, the the one that's the longest doesn't even look as good as the Recon DL. Close. Once you go to the next one here, Katie. Wow. Right, and this tells you like again, you could have pushed the Recon DL one even more. Oh, that's like, like a times ten too. Wow. Yeah, look at that. It's just night and day, right? Wow. So you know, again, it, it's a tool. Right. It's a tool you can use. You know, now as a protocol technologist, as someone who's scanning as a technologist, I have this tool. Look at the bone marrow too, it, which holds very well with the DL. Man, it it looks really good. So now you have so much more power in your hands. Right. Right. I, it just, it, it's, it's a game changer. You know, it's the easiest way to say it is it's, it's just going to change what you can do. Man, this, this is, you know, I, I'm a huge techie. So like stuff like this just gets me fired up, oh, man. I love it. Just, it world's not going to go back, right? It's right. only going to go forward. You, you right. look at like, you know, some, some genius with a much higher pay grade than me um, figured <laughs> out that, you know, AI, machine learning, deep learning, it was the way to go. Right. Um, you know, like we had some stat, you know, that we were throwing up on pre-RSNA, like, hey, we've got like, I think 43 approved AI machine learning um, or better uh, applications, right? In the, in the medical OEM medical imaging space, we're, we're, we're ahead, right. we're pretty far ahead. Right. Um, you know, I think our nearest competitor at like 25. Right. So how long know, have y'all kind of been working on it? I saw this, I want to say 17? back in 2018-ish, right. I saw this. Now, it doesn't mean we weren't working on it before that. This right. just means- that's when it was ready for you to see it. 
Yeah, and I, I probably wasn't even supposed to see it back then. I was up at headquarters um, <laughs> working on something totally different. Wow. Uh, and I happened to go next door to one of my friends, Holly. She's scanning on a premiere, and she's like, you have to see this. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. Like, right. Show it to me, cool. Right. And so back then it wasn't even in line. Like now it just shows up on your console. Was she like, like you want the blue pill or the red pill? Well, yeah, it's basically <laughs> what it is. I mean, so, you know, it would create the conventional and the DL. And the DL would take like three, four minutes to load. <laughs> and, you know, she shows me that. I'm just like, how'd you do it? Like, well, what type of filter is that? Just, right. It's not a filter. It's not a filter. It's like, well, I, 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 you know, right. just, yeah, it's like, and so I just, Boom, mind blown, you know. And then ever since then, it's been like, okay, as soon as this comes out, dude, it's going to be awesome. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and saying, hey, look, you know, I mean, Recon DL, super powerful tool. Um, you know, you, you, if you look at the stats, right, you've got almost a 20% improvement in res and a 70% reduction in scan time. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm sold. It's Yeah, it would be hard to sell anything else or anything less at this point. Yeah, I mean, ever since it came out, I've yet to sell a system to a customer that doesn't have it on it. Because right. I, I wouldn't be doing them justice, right? Like, right. yeah, like okay, we're gonna backwards. we're gonna charge a few extra bucks for it. But in the grand scheme of things, and you're gonna have NMR bolted down for like 15 years, man. It's not going anywhere. Right. It's like I'd I'd be well, doing you a disservice. And, you know? and time translates to that, right? So back to that operational thing. Yeah. So if, I think it's an easy sell. Well even if it is more. Yeah, yeah. The patient benefit everybody benefits. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's, that's the, the thing, thing, right? Yeah. And this is, you know, we can toggle uh, and I'll I'll jump to this real quick. You know, just to, to think through, you know, uh, last, I think the last slide there and like the one I got, what, yeah. So you think about this and for our industry, it's, it's three big groups, right? You get your patient, mm -hmm. you got your referring and you got your staff, right? Right. So we get, you know, we get these surveys that come out and it's like, Hey, this is, you know, this are the big things that matter to our customers. And it's always uh, patient referring and staff and sometimes staffs above referring and sometimes referring above staff, but it's always these three things. Right. So if, if you, you're in a good place, patients always first, right? And it always is always. no matter, no matter which place you're at, even if good, right. bad, whatever, indifferent, like anyone with half their soul that's in, <laughs> that's in any position of leadership and imaging <laughs> right. is going to answer with patient as they should, they right? Should, yeah. As they should. For sure. Um, you know, so this is pretty consistent. So all you're going to do when you take a technology, you say, how impactful is it really going to be? How industry changing is it really going to be? Is it truly innovative or is it just novel? Because you might hear something on the service. And I'm uh, in, you know, if I'm picking on someone too much, uh, edit it out by all means. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, because uh, GE actually introduced this technology. We haven't brought it to market yet, but we introduced Freelium, right? The idea of helium-free magnet, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Super cool. Sounds awesome. Like right. I say it, you're, you're excited, right? Oh, yeah. Helium's such a huge cost. Right, right, right. But, but, yeah. and this is this is why maybe it never came to market for GE right away, mm -hmm. right? Um, is when you apply these factors to it, you know, it tells you it's much more of a novel, hey, maybe the, the technology is uh -huh. eventually going to go this way type thing. Because what does it do for the patient? Nothing. What does it do for the referring physician? Nada. What does it do for the staff? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, zero, zero, zero. So well, only could let benefit. Shortage, right? So that's also a factor. To yeah, it is. So it's up in the bottom. It's all about timing when it comes to Yeah, so it's an operational thing. benefit. Right. Might might be easier to cite the system. Right. Right. Um, you know, we have zero boil magnets, but you know, if you you buy a brand new magnet, yeah, it's got to get filled. You know, right. if you upgrade an existing magnet, though, doesn't necessarily have to get filled. Right. Again, it's a zero boil system. Right. So you know, it just depends, right? For like, sure. But. 
yeah, will the technology probably eventually go that way? It makes sense that it will, right? But should we be focusing our energy on that? I see. What you're Again, saying. you know, is it something that that's cool? Right. It's cool. Right. It is. Pun it intended. is. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally cool. Dude, you did. Yes, but but is it game changing? Is it industry changing technology right now? No. No, it's not. Because the three things that are the most important things, it doesn't do anything for any of them. So, you know, if you're thinking about it, it's like, okay, right. well, now let's let's play the same rules to something like Ericondiel. Okay. It's a huge win for the patient. Oh, yeah. They spend less time on the table. They get better images. Right. Referring. You got happier patients. Oh, yeah. And you're getting better images. You're probably right. getting better reads by the rat even. You can right? schedule faster. Yeah. The staff. Okay. Well, as a technologist, you know, do I want to drive something that's got performance enhancing drugs oh yeah oh, man, yeah. i do makes my job yeah I, I mean it's you know you you just have so much more power right. you know uh, so in the radiologists of course they're going to be happier too oh, better yeah. images right right so yeah it, less it, callbacks it's a bunch of stuff. so yeah. win all the way around right yeah all these areas that are key that are always key you yeah it, it's it's game changing because it, it sure. changes how these areas perform so it as an mr technologist it's going to change your everyday life first sure. right and that's, you know, that's when I, when I think if you're thinking through something, that's one of the big things that it's like, Hey, how do I Gotta ch check these boxes? Yeah. Right. Like, yep, exactly. Um, so just other examples of it, right. This is kind of, I'm going back to, um, the single shot abdominal image that that's up there. So, you know, now, and I think this is key, right? This is three millimeter slice at one five. And so this is just thinking about, Hey, now we have these cool things like air quotes, high channel kind that we talked about. Um, you know, we have acceleration technology that, that works in that, that source data space. Right. right. Um, so we could take advantage of these things. When right? I think of conventional, I always think of spin echo, but things have kind of progressed. Yeah. And now this is recon, right? So we're talking about conventional recon versus a, a air recon DL yeah, recon. image. Right. right. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're looking and we're like, holy cow, now I can go to freaking acceleration factor of four and make a pretty image. Oh yeah. Nailing it. And, you know, like there, there are things like you think about like implied things, right? It's like, okay, it's a prettier image, but maybe wow, there's with the air coil too. Yeah. So that's how we're, we're, we're getting such a high acceleration factor, right? You can jump to four in a 2d image, four in a 2d image. Oh, wow. Because you have a lot of elements oh, in your field of view. Right. Right. right? right. That's what you're saying in a 2d image. Yeah. Because normally in a 2d image, you don't see acceleration factors around four. No, right. Normally, you know, three is probably about the cap on a 2d. But because we have so many elements, right? Yeah, you can hit the gas, right? And that's wow. what's so so cool about it, is now with Recon DL, you legitimately can take advantage of this technology. Well, I think it like shorter breath holds, right? Yeah, yeah so right? less blurring, better for the patient, better image quality. Yeah. Um, but the the thing along with shorter breath holds, and that again, you know, and sort of implied benefit that we don't always think of right away is like, literally, it's a shorter breath hold, so there's probably going to be less motion on the image, yeah. right? Because the patient's going to be able to be more compliant with the breath hold. Yeah. Right? Maybe you don't have to break it up into as many breath holds. Maybe it's sure. easier for them to get through the whole study. There's so many like levels of just sort of benefits that, you know, as you sort of work through it, it's like, hey, wow, this is this is why it's so much easier to do what I need to do. Right. It's because there's so many things that are, are streaming off of the the one base level benefit of I have so much more ability to drive the scanner how I want to drive the scanner. Oh, I bet this is 
just incredible with DWIs in the abdomen too, right? Yeah. So it will help. Will help those for sure, right? Because right. it is compatible with the fusion. Right. So yeah, you can you can you know no more sixteen necks. Right. That's good news. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, you know, 16 next focus of the prostate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they, that's you know, and speaking of prostate, we'll flip to the next one, and this is I, I think pretty darn cool too, right? Um, because this is a game changer. You know, if we think about classically how things have been done, you know, everyone forced prostate to three T, um, yeah. and then you know they they did evil things like talk about an erect coil. Oh yeah. <laughs> As a technologist, that was always like my 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 cue to peace out. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, this is my break time, right, guys? <laughs> it was, it, you know, you're that guy. <laughs> oh, I was I was that guy. It's man. a hard <laughs> conversation to have with a patient who was not expecting that. And I was the same guy, by the way, that signed up for breast and cardiac day, knowing that as a male, I was just going to park my butt at the scanner and not have to do anything else. <laughs> Strategic. Right? Da oh, darn right, man. That's why I always signed up for breast and cardiac day. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Because <laughs> uh, I just want to scan. You well, know? just based on where we're at, and obviously I think this is kind of just industry wide, they harp on the importance of high resolution imaging of the prostate, right? Exactly. Right. And... Uh, so I, I think the the title like kind of like sums it up. Like you can do pyrets compliant on a one five non endorectal coil in fifteen minutes or less. Uh, that's you can know. Can you use DL with the lava? So um, it is. Oh, with the new three D. That's right. Yes. Um, so I don't think this example actually is DL. Even this is oh, okay. just standard. Also, what I'm um, thinking about is like. Not every place I've worked, but currently we give glucagon, no need which has that. a short optimal window for that, right? right. No, don't even need it. Don't I mean, really let's be it. real. You can do propeller now. It's a shortage for that too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you don't need it anymore. So Man. you avoid glucagon anyone altogether. You heard it here first, with ladies and gentlemen. Of that. No yep. more glucagon. Well, and think about this too. Like, Diabetic okay, patients. so we can actually do this at 1.5, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So what's a big problem? You, you get these older men at 3T, and I'm sure I'll be one of them. Um, what 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 problem do you run into here? Hip, yes, yeah, metal hip, right? Yeah. They've had THAs. Yeah. So, guess what? Now I can strong. now I can image you at one five. Diffusion is you know among the money shots here, right? Oh yeah, you got to have a good diffusion. And now I can get a much better diffusion. I might even you know you might even run distortion on your T twos on a three T. But if I can do pirates compliant with great image quality at one five, now I don't even have to worry about metal hips. Well, speaking of implants and stuff like that, what if there is these implants like spinal cord stimulators where you're 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 um, limited on scan time and SAR values, and it kind of opens up the window of opportunity for a lot of patients who otherwise couldn't have had one, right? right. Yeah. So yeah, there's all of a sudden that Mars protocol isn't. 30 minutes for five sequences. You probably yeah. don't even have a Mars protocol anymore is the thing because oh. you should be cranking your bandwidth, oh, bandwidth up. up. Yeah. Yeah. You should be cranking your resolution. Right. You should be cranking your accuracy. Every protocol is a Mars protocol. Yeah. Your ETL can go up too, right? Yeah, you're right. If you think about it, because yeah. I I should be able to be more aggressive with all these things. I'm packing my echo side. I should be able to add a few more in. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, do you really need a Mars That's a lot of air in the sigmoid, bro. <laughs> 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 he was going to fart on Yeah, I, again, I and yeah. <laughs> I, Can you do anything about that? <laughs> <laughs> it is air deep. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, there is something to be done about it, but not anything I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, man. 
but yeah, so you know, it, it's it's a game changer, right? It is. I mean, it's there's you know, I could throw up probably about twenty more of these. I don't want to just go overkill on that type of stuff, but it it changes how you can approach so many things in imaging, and you know, I think you know so, so many problems. It's yeah. Really a solution for almost everything. Well, if you want to think about SAR and, you know, hopefully this doesn't upset anyone. But I mean, 3D, right? You got four times as much SAR. SAR is a real oh, issue at 3D. Oh, man. And one of the best things about our SAR modeling algorithm plus Recon DL is that when you think about something that, you know, hey, what's, what is your watts per kilogram? And it's a six-minute average, right? All right. If I can run my whole protocol in five minutes. Oh, yeah. Do I, do I have to worry about? Oh. As long as I don't. As long as I don't get my burst average, my 10 second average right. over whatever the limit is. And yeah. I, if I could do my whole protocol so in bad. under six minutes, Dang. then SAR becomes a non-issue. So it, I can cruise through on 3T where previously you might have had to be more cognitive of SAR. For now sure. I can just hit the gas, man. man. And like just boom. But I think like, I think there was a, a trend where the industry was headed towards high field. And yep. it seems like it's kind of gotten some... Like the pump's like, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Do we need to really go high field? Because it brought so many complications, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And now with all this AI stuff, everyone's kind of rethinking it. Like, mm, maybe lower field might be the next move we should be trying. Again, to I go back to 1.5 being the sweet spot, right? Yeah. You know, am I out there out there marked a 3T? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dr. Canal said that he thought that that was going to be the direction of the industry, that it was going to be, everybody thought it was more high field, but he was thinking it was more low field. Yeah, he called it. Well, and just because of the safety aspect around it all, like, hey, hey, you know, more, one five. More signal, more noise. More, it's yeah. just that great balance, right? Right, you know? exactly. And now you have so much power with 3Con deal. Right. It's like, so, you know, it's, you know, there, there's still going to be people that get 3Ts. There's going to be great uses for 3Ts. Right. I, you know, that market's not going to go away and it's going to take, a while for the market to catch up and realize that the gap is closed. Now, maybe not completely closed, you know, but it's a lot closer between one five and three T. It's, you know, it takes years for people to sort of oh, for sure. catch up to that, right? Right. Especially if you're not really heavy in the MR space, right? You know, as a referring physician, you probably got about twenty other things, you know, mm -hmm. on your on your docket, and maybe you know, a lot of times it's the the sort of the nurses at front desk that make a lot of decisions about. You know, where's the patient going to go? And patient knowledge now, right? Patients get a lot more choice. You get a form. There's like six different places you can go to get your imaging done at. Right. 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 Um, right. And so I think it'll take a while for that gap to close where people understand that, you know, actually the more important thing is, you know, do you have deep learning recon? Right. Probably more so than do I have a 1.5 or a 3 Tesla magnet? I think once you start going under 1.5, you might run into some, you know, some issues, right? right. Gradient performance, how to get a good diffusion, you know, things like that. But uh, you know, once you're one fiber better, I think you're you're pretty rock solid on those things. You know, I was worried about that with like saying open field, um, and how it could be used in that space. So I think the the main problem I worked on open as a technologist, and you know, there's good goods and bads about it, but mm -hmm. I think the main problem in general is just that there's not a lot of vertical B zero research done, right? Uh, so, you know, almost all the work in MRs, um, you know, ZX is B0. So there's no one really out there actively, no major player in the MR space out there actively right. uh, developing the vertical B0 uh, technology. So because no of that, yeah, I, major, well, I think, it, I think it's, player. yeah, you know, I, I think that it, that's the thing is it's, you know, it's, it's a, 
it's a mark, you know. It's very niche of a niche. Yeah, and you know, on top of that, you know, you look at you, there's only a few big players really in the MR market, right? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, if you're a startup or a little guy, like the idea that you're going to come in and, oh, I got a vertical field and I got all kinds of money to do the research and R&D behind it. Right. Like, let's get real. You know, right. it's probably not going to happen. You know, would it be something super cool? You know, you know, it'd be something that excites me. Right. But then you got to you know, put your feet down on the ground and say, okay, well, let's get real. We're not playing in that space. Well, because the buy-in is still going to be super high. So your, your, your risk level... Well, yeah, I mean, right? just think like, about all the development that's got to go into it. You know, right. MR is not as simple as I develop an MR. I got to have coils. I got to have pulse sequences. I got to have software. I mean, there's so many levels to that. And right. that's, you know, that's why, you know, fortunately for me, you know, I work for one of the big two. And, you know, we have all that. Right. right? And so if you're, you're an astute connoisseur, you're probably going to want to go with someone that has all that backing. Right. Right. You know, we can... You, you know the R and D's there. You know the services there. You know the longevity of the products there. Those things are. I I don't know if you can speak to this, but I know one of the biggest questions I get from students is, of course, the whole licensing thing behind sequences, right? The different names <laughs> for almost the same, yeah, yeah. you know, thing yeah. might be a minor difference in that whole sequence type. But it, it, is there a reason why it's just so like it's so important to separate the fiestas from? the rest of those types of sequences that are out there that are similar to a Fiesta. Like, is there a reason why they do that? Or why there's no generic name for some of the statement oh, sequences? Oh, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, it, it's, I don't know if there's a great reason behind it. I think some of it is proprietary, right? So if I, right. if I license a product, then I've licensed that product, right? And I want to go out and market it with whatever name. Right. But um, I think in general that, you know, like, yes, is a great example. You got, you know, are you talking between vendors or are you talking within yeah. GE? I okay, guess. So you got Fiesta, vendors. you got a balance SSFP, right? Yeah. You got True Fee. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know maybe some of the other names, but they're all, you know, right. they're all roughly the same thing. The um, right? yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know that there's any specific reason else than, you know. you're not going to sue someone for using a Fiesta on a Siemens. Like naming a sequence, Fiesta. Uh, you know, I, I question whether, you know, there, there's a copyright or some crap like that. Right. I mean, who so knows, it's, it's right? Worth, worth worth it. Yeah, I think it's like a marketing, like copyrighted type thing. Okay. I don't know for a fact. I mean, it's not something like, I just know there's a lot of different vendor terminology. And sometimes things are actually legitimately done differently, right? Like okay. you think it's the same, but- you know, duty cycle or something in the background. It's just like yeah, like look, you get from you get from A to Z. Both of them get from A to Z, but maybe some of them don't go through all the alphabet letters and the other ones do, right? right. That type of thing. So, um, some I are better at handling uh, banning artifacts than others. Sure, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like it just depends. You know, I can tell you, like, you know, like <sighs> I don't know that there's a good reason behind it, but right. it's definitely where you know vendors have different terms for things. You know, and sure. it's. I don't see that changing anytime you, in the near future. You don't see anything coming together. It's still, like it's that. still a lot of. I mean, it's very confusing for vet techs. Right, and just for the rats, like because how we do it in our facility, they will. We have multiple types of vendors, right? And they will scoop something and they will say in at a fiesta. So when it gets to us, if 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 the technologist doesn't know what's equivalent to a Fiesta and they have it on a Siemens, yep. you know, it's like one of those issues. Well, oh, this is just what they need. And they're like, well, why do we do this? And not so instead of using the actual Siemens, uh, let's say for the IECs, they it's the KISS, 
mm-hmm. we do a, a a space, a T2 space, because sure. they want yeah. the dark vessels versus yeah. the bright vessels. So they're like, well, when I look it up, it says it's the kiss that should be the same as the Fiesta, but actually we're using, you know, it just creates this whole little... Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be that. And I think, you know, um, fortunate or unfortunate, there's there's advantages to vendors for, for doing that, right? right? And maybe that's why it never changes. Maybe there's something in the copyright behind it, too. I don't know. Sure. But, you know, if you... Unless it's technology <clears throat> to pick it and just... You know, have a have a walk out until they all come together. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> Everybody's like, "No, I need to get paid next week." <laughs> no. I mean, you know, it, it's it would be summer be... camp retreat. We all get together with a fire, <laughs> <laughs> hash you it know, out again. This is nice to have versus need to have, right? Right, right. Um, but it's it's the tech that could have been a tech for twenty years, maybe just at one facility though, and all they know is one GE vendor. Sure, and yeah. so yeah. it's not really. But then lack of experience. It's no, just... not at all. Um, but you know, maybe you guys are more marketable because on your resume, I'm sure it says more than one vendor. Right. So exactly. Cool. That that's, is, that's true. Feather in your cap, man. There's a you know, there, there's, to it, there's yeah. almost always, you know, right. Pro and con, right? Well, I feel like the registry can't even ask certain questions because of that. Hmm. Be, well, just be, the way like they can't ask vendor specific questions just because of how diverse it is. Sure. So there's sequence types like they have to say you know, the very generic name instead of saying what people are probably going to be more familiar with. And it just complicates things. That's all. So it's just one of the questions I wanted to throw at. See if you had any Yeah, no, I, I any you know, I guess, I think my answer is probably not that great on it. But, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's, no, it's probably good. not something that changes either. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Because there's money in developing sequences. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, and I'm sure I'm not giving away anything that's like some, some huge sequence, but. Right. You know, and this is is not applicable just to MR. This is across the the spectrum of technology as out there. Software costs you almost nothing, oh. but you sell it for a lot, right? right. I mean, think about oh, things legit. like you know why why is you know other big software companies why are they so profitable? Well, duh, you don't have to make anything physical, right? You pay some scientists a couple, yeah. you know, even if you're paying them several hundred thousand dollars a year to develop this stuff, right? You know, Software as a it's pennies on the dollar when you go to sell it, You're right? So right about that. So, Dang. yeah, of course, there's there's money in in software development. Software right. development is is where the money is. Right. You know, if I get to replace your gradient coil, man, your gradient coil costs some money. Right. 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 Like that's, that's not cheap. For so, sure. Yeah, I, and it's more downtime too, probably. Right. Of course it is. Yeah. And and I got to get FE there to do it. Um. Yeah. Right. I mean, like anything hardware related is is legitimate money for all parties involved. Right. Anything software related to an OEM that's selling that software, um, you know, again, even if it's just like buying Word on your computer or something like that, you know, think think how many times that that company has sold that over and over and over and over again because they got the license for it, right? Right. And that's just money in the yeah, bank, man. Money to work on developing something else, like maybe a DL or another game changer. Right. right? You know, and I, I thought one of the topics we might spin into. Yeah. Um, is We like spinning. Well, do you know where I'm going with that? Uh-uh. Oh, very much so, pun intended. What <laughs> <laughs> um, is? So recently, uh-huh. GE Healthcare became its own company. Oh. Right? So that was January 4th. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. So we spun off from we heard GE as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think that That's should great. yield more money invested in R&D and some things like that because now sure. we're we're much more focused on just healthcare, healthcare right? Yeah. We're not we're not paying our our 
Plying points it. to Caesar, you know, because so, <laughs> you know, you know that when it's when it's a big company like that, there's always part of it that gets siphoned off to go to the big company. Oh, for Does sure. that mean no more discounts on appliances? You know, I'm told I'm still going to get those, so I hope that that stays. They're totally we'll find out. To yeah, it's probably yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean that that's a super cool thing, right? I right. don't know what what all that's going to translate into because it's it's fresh and new, but I I'm excited that hopefully that that is much more focused on you know yeah budget r&d change, right? and yeah yeah you know because you know previously there was so much else to compete with now we're just healthcare focused right. so I, I think that should be a, like a really positive change that's awesome um well, for congrats us. on that yeah thank you yeah, yeah awesome. I, I i'm excited and it's like you know, a new birthday almost right yeah i mean there was a big hoopla i made mean, i couldn't even read all the stuff that was getting sent to me about it it's like you know <laughs> among my other 200 emails I, <laughs> right. these are all customer focused this is about the spinoff hmm you know it's like let me <laughs> right. let me go focus on the stuff that i actually got to get to first but right. um no it's super exciting and like i said i, I really think it's going to mean good things down the road um mm-hmm. just as far as like you know avenues we pursue that are going to be just healthcare focused you know right. um and i think more in our you know coming back to us right so you know for r d and things like that it's all going to be you know kept in house right for so sure. um yeah very exciting hey you know it was good like you know they, they told us like hey you know we rated you at buy i don't remember i i got an article it's like they 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 recommend buying our our uh, gehc man oh right so buy our stock the that's stock. what they said yeah um so oh, smart it is a great time to get in now it, is. it just happened what the fourth yeah january 4th was spin yeah so yeah <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> link in so the yeah. description. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool, right? Um, if you use on three podcast, now I'm just checking. <laughs> yeah, there's no discount. Sorry, guys, I don't even get a discount. <laughs> uh, so this is a subject that's obviously fascinating. I feel like we could go on for hours. Um, is there anything you think is high importance that we haven't covered yet? No, I think you know, recon deal wise. Um, you know, I was going to talk about just um, like machine learning interpolation. Uh, I think that's a oh, super interesting thing if you guys yes. want me to hit on that. Yeah, versus traditional interpolation, right? Yeah, so, you know, if you go back to, I think it's slide four, Katie, um, where we were talking about, hey, you know, um, here's your raw data, right? And you've got all this, you know, I've clipped the corners, but you know, I'm, most people, almost every vendor has some type of interpolation. Um, you know, typically it's zero fill, right? Um, so, you know, in the process of conventional reconstruction, we've, we've always kind of for the blank spots filled in, you know, Hey, we'll make the matrix as big as we need to try and get rid of some of these Gibbs ring and truncation artifacts and just show more resolution. Right. We've always filled in zeros. Right. Um, and that's probably been wrong. <laughs> it's a reality. It's probably been wrong. So if you find slide seven there, uh, Katie. So, you know, if I ask you guys to read this, <laughs> that seems a perfect example. Yeah. This is great. So All we, right. I, we, so this is alphabet, right? So right. I asked I asked Robert when I got here. I said, "Hey, what do you think the most common letter in the alphabet is?" And he said, "E." So I filled in some E's. Ah, yeah. So you're gonna make an effort to read it. Sounds like one of Robert uh, freestyles, <laughs> right? And so this is this is like if you think about like zero fill, right? We have all this extra space. Right. We're gonna fill in with zeros. Right. Yeah, we're gonna guess. You know, that's what we we've classically done for an interpolation. For sure. Like I said, it's probably been wrong. It's like. The best so, guess, right? An estimation? You know, yeah, exactly. Inner air recon DL. Right. Now, instead of filling in with zeros, let's go to the next page. Machines can learn just like human brains, right? This is a great example of you know, how powerful the human brain is and how sort of if you're thinking about something that's like machine learning, right? Now, it's still not great, but I bet you guys can read this because we filled it in with oh, yeah. all the letters you need. Mm-hmm. So the machine learning interpolation looks at the data we have 
and then makes educated guesses about what it should be basically beyond that where we're going to interpolate, right? Important oh, spelled wow. wrong. All of it is. Like, There's no. Oh, you so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah. But uh, wow. So okay. So, so pretty much, it's 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 a more accurate way of making that best guess. For for, for for your resolution, for your yeah, resolution. exactly. Because yeah. you're using previous data, collective you're, versus you're using you're using your your convolutional neural network, mm -hmm. deep convolutional neural network that's applied to data in general, right? right. How to interpolate. Millions and then brains. you're using the actual data in your acquisition. Ah, to compare it. Yeah. And now what I fill out the interpolate area with is much more accurate. I see. And so then I end up with something I can read. Oh, man. So the machine unwraps it all because right. I've I've used, I've not zero filled it. I filled it with machine learning data, right? It unwraps it all now. Right. And I can actually read it. So you recommend zip 10, 24 on everything just about? You zip if you want. Yeah. Zip it real quick. So we, we can actually show just because we're using that full raw data set, right? You're not clipping any corners, not rolling stuff down. You can put a side-by-side -side image of something that's recon DL and that's conventional with mm -hmm. the same exact resolution. And the recon DL will have higher spatial resolution, like as far as visually visual. appreciable right. um, detail. Um, you know, even though the resolution numbers are the same, the visually appreciable detail is greater. So is this a diff? So is zipping still just a traditional interpolation? So, so in my head, I was thinking if you zipped it with DL on, then we're getting so DL is going to take care of it no matter what. Right. Right. You're just defining what you want to go to, basically. I see. Right. So it's either going to be five twelve brick or ten or two five twelve bricks, basically, which make a ten twenty four. Right. Right. But irregardless, DL will force it to be a machine learning interpolation. Okay. So there's no special like a air interpolation no. or air zip. So, you know, DL basically builds on existing tools, right? We right. can still use ARC. We can still use all these other cool things we have. That's what I like about it. Yeah. It, it just builds on it, Makes right? It it, yeah. You don't have to train someone on how to use it, no. you know? Um, now, this is a great example, too. And I think one other question I would just hit on is you, you asked about this. It's like, hey, you know, what are clinical usage cases. Oh, so yeah. we have that. I, I, I brought a slide for that just so you guys can see that real quick. Um, but I, I think this sort of, you know, goes and answer a question like, hey, this is where we think, see things commonly used. And, oh, yeah. You oh, know, this is good. Yeah. I like graphs and charts. Good yeah. For math. Yeah. So just, just to give an idea, right, of where, where things are going and what's going to happen with everything. So. So I'm, I'm, I'm especially excited about 3Ds because, of course, you reformat your 3Ds, right? So you want them yeah. as isotropic as possible. Right. You want, you know, you want to really max yeah. out that, uh, your resolution if you can. So I, I can't wait to get my hands on that and just really see how far I can push it. It'll be interesting to see. And I think it's probably another discussion down the road. But right. uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if, you know, because a lot of times people did put out this, like, idea of, I can run one 3D and recon it and call it a finished exam. Right. And, you know, I'd always put that before because, you know, where we were, it just wasn't realistic. For you know, sure. the, the image quality wasn't there for, right. for anyone that actually really cared about the quality of product they were producing and whatnot. Like, sure. it's just not something you would have done, right? There's just certain artifacts that you can get and to rule out an artifact from being an artifact versus lesion, you kind of want... That's why we have two views, man. Right. That's why we have two views. Right. You know? <laughs> like, sorry, you know, like... So, you know, I do think, though, that Ericon DL 3D may reintroduce some of the idea of maybe I won 
I run one 3D and I probably run another 3D and then the other waiting. Right. And then maybe I'm done. Boom. Boom. Nah, nah. Uh, maybe. You know, that's too fast. Maybe. Well, you know, 3Ds are going to be slightly longer, right? Because most 3Ds are going to be at under, one next under already. Five, though? Oh, dude, yeah. Easily, huh? Oh, man. Smug. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to... a T2 flare. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You should... You're, you're, you're 3D T2 flare. D-I-R. You're probably still going to be sub five. Oh, yeah. man. The DIR is tough, though, and they come out still... Like, even at a seven-minute DIR, it's still... Noisy. Noisy. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, you know, hey, but, you know... Think about where Recon DL is going to work the best, right? It's going to work the best on things that are noisy. Right. It's going to work th work the best on things that are high contrast. Right. Guess what DIR is? Yep. Both those. Yep. Oh, right? Man. So just like your stir was oh, ugly, ugly yep. before. Now it's great. So DIR gets the same benefit, right? So DIR is a long play out. We're not probably going to get around that anytime soon. Right. But you had ARC and you had Hypersense and suddenly it becomes a lot shorter play out, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and there's other little little tools in there too that you can play with. You know, if you use focus excitation and things like that, you might be able to oh, cut nice. down your your face field view and things like that, depending on right. anatomy, direction, and things like that. Because focus is a parallel transmit type of sequence, right? No, so focus is going to be um, well, parallel transmit would be something that'd be three T versus one five, right? So you'd have uh, a, you'd have a multi drive system in three okay. T to to basically you know help out with B one and homogeneities, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that that's where you run into that, those terms. Focus is, is a way to deliver the RF where you don't end up with aliasing. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Right. So whether it's in a 3D or in, you're thinking of diffusion probably specifically, right. where you've seen probably quite a bit from us For where sure. we have focus diffusion. But we also have um, uh, Hypercube, which oh, yeah. is um, a focused excitation pulse as well mm -hmm. for um, 3D imaging. Right, nice. Right. I think I've, I've, I've tested that with the IECs. Yeah. Nice. And it's interesting, you know, it's like, hey, you know, where do I see things going? IECs will definitely move away from Fiesta. Right. And they'll move to Cube. Right. So you will run 3D Aricon DL Cube. Right. Probably Hypersense. Yeah. Hyper, Hyper Cube, you know, Hyper For it sure. up, man. All the, whoever came up with that from a marketing perspective, Hyper, <laughs> you know, load it up, right? Right. And so now you have this beautiful... Um, 3D T2s, and you won't have to worry about banding artifact and you know flow artifact and some of the other things that have been you know inherently problems with with um, you know uh, Fiesta type sequence, right? Cool. Yeah. Man, well, I feel like we definitely need to have you back on. I know if a lot of people are going to have a lot of questions, leave those in the comment. That way, we have a good reason to bring Brad back. <laughs> well, know? I appreciate you guys having me out for sure. Bring it's been Brad, it's been Brad fun. Back, say that three times. Yeah, right. Uh, but the que we always do this wrap-up question. Yeah, yeah. So fire away. I'll kind of lead into that. I should have given you a little heads up so you had time to prepare, but um, you're a big fan of us. You watch all the episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I maybe not all, but most, most. Thanks. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I so I I told you guys, like, literally, two podcasts I've watched. Joe Rogan, you guys. That's it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's it. I, so I'm not a big, like, podcaster person at all, but... No, yeah. I appreciate that. Jonathan like, tipped we'll me off about that. this, and yeah. I thought it was like so oh, super cool. Right. And it's like, okay, okay yeah, no, I'm going to watch the, their stuff because, you know, being an MR geek, like, and hearing right. other people talk about it, it, it just, it's kind of cool. It's like I, I can relate, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. It's like a small family that's MRI nerds, right? Like it is. <laughs> it, it really is. It, the world's so small. And like, the, right. just the whole thing about like Ed. Like, right. I didn't even know until Jonathan is like, oh, yeah, you lived in Michigan. I was like, 
Dude, he looked familiar. I know why now. <laughs> that dude hired me back in the day, man. That's so what funny. What the hell? So, I, you know, I, I still have yet to hug up with him. I need right. to somehow figure out how to be it's like, hey, man, you need well, to go I'll for a beer. See him this week. I'll mention your name. Yeah, yeah you should, time. man. But this is a question we ask every guest uh, boxers or briefs? <laughs> <laughs> Sacks. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> no, like, what would you say is like so far has been the most satisfying or fulfilling? Uh, moment in your healthcare career uh most satisfying or fulfilling you know i'm not that that's a tough one for sure um you know i've really enjoyed um doing like pete's cardiac i don't know if there's oh, one yeah. case that stands out in my mind but you know there's a couple of cardiologists that i've worked with that have just been awesome right, right. and I, I felt like i actually made a difference and i i really helped with the protocols and helped the techs learn that stuff and i, I really enjoyed that part of it for sure um, I know you don't want to exclude anybody. Was there any one or two cardiologists or cardiolog cardiologists that you want to shout out? I, I would say um, Swedish Cherry Hill up in uh, up in Seattle, Dr. Hey. Christopher McGann. Um, yes. Didn't do peds with him, but just in general, um, super level-headed guy, awesome to work with. Um, very, very helpful. Yeah, I mean, just the, just getting to talk with him and spend time with him was really right. awesome. For me, it's, I mean, it's Dr. Marcotte, right? We've had him oh, on before. Yeah. So I think very highly of him as well. So I can appreciate that. Right. And we can appreciate you. See that little segue I made in there? Oh, I, 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 <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm turning all red and flustered, man. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, though, we do appreciate your time. Um, yes. You're a very, very, very smart man. And so is Ed. And so I can see why he hired you. Oh, I, I'm, I, right. I appreciate the compliment. Um, yeah, I'll try and live up to it. So, <laughs> right. uh, Reggie? Yeah, no, we uh, definitely appreciate all the subscribers, everyone who watches, really. Honestly, uh, thank you guys for coming back week after week. Make sure you like and subscribe continually. We appreciate all the support. Katie? Thank you for coming. You were awesome. Oh, thank you. Like I said, appreciate you guys having me. It's exciting to be able to talk about stuff and just, you know, I, I you're going to have to edit it out if I say shoot the... Nah. That's it. Shoot it. Shoot the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little awkward, so it might get edited out. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, wrap cool. this up so we can do a group hug. Huh? <laughs> right? All right, Zone 3 Podcast, we are out. Out. Good. The information and comments provided in the Zone 3 Podcast and website are not intended to be technical or medical recommendations or advice for individuals or patients. The information and comments provided under the auspices of Zone 3 Podcasts and their guests are of a general nature and should not be considered specific to any individual or patient. Whether or not a specific patient is referenced by the physician, technologist, individual, group, or other entity seeking information. Zone 3 Podcast may provide links or references to websites. Such links are provided as a convenience to our listeners seeking more information on topics. These websites are not affiliated with Zone 3 Podcast, nor do they endorse or manage content discussions unless otherwise stated during recording.